welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is comedian Simon Taylor. Simon's Australian. He's written for The Tonight Show, even, and he has an upcoming show right here in Los Angeles this coming Tuesday, November 1st, 7 p.m., in the Nerdist showroom called Spectacular Ish, hosted by Justin Willman. So for tickets and info, Go to MrSimonTaylor.com. You can follow him on all of social media at Mr. Simon Taylor. And uh, yeah, man, this episode, as usual, uh, we go on a tangential journey. But for whatever reason, uh, I don't know if it's because I was highly caffeinated or giddy or too comfortable with Simon because he is my friend or maybe he's just too attractive, but I talk way more than usual, if that's even possible. And uh, yeah, I guess I just had a lot to say today. Yikes. But uh, Simon and I talk about him moving to America, breakups, sex, alcohol, psychedelics, BDSM, comedy, Tinder horror stories, sex in public. Uh, yeah, of which I've, I've had some of. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, we'll get to it later in the show. We talk about the Magic Castle, astrology, death, just so many things. But I do want to point out that early on in this episode... Simon and I have this miscommunication where I didn't understand the point he was making, and I got hyper defensive, and it's so uncomfortable for a moment. And he's so sweet, and he didn't mean to say anything bad, and he didn't, but I didn't understand him. So, listen, I'm just calling calling that moment out because I was going to cut it out of the podcast, but then I was like, fuck that. I'm leaving it in. It's a human moment. We got through it. We got to the other side, and we flourished, and it's just a metaphor for life, you know? Anyway, if you like this podcast, if you enjoy the Love Alexi podcast, every episode is different. The chemistry I have with every guest is different. It's always just an exciting grab bag. Who knows what you're going to get? The point is, if you like it, subscribe on iTunes, why don't you? Rate the show. Leave a comment. It really does help me grow the show. I know I've said it before. I'll say it again. It really does help me grow the show. And if you want to be friends on social media, you can find me at Alexi Wasser on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, what have you. Uh, but now I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with comedian Simon Taylor. Now entering Nerdist.com. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Oh, this is Aristotle. Do you guys know Hey, man. Yeah. Simon. We're before. We've seen each other around the traps. Silencing my phone. Here you are Smell right there. delightful. Thank you. Oh, my God. Let's get serious. Where do you want me? Right there. Cool. Oh, my God. Tell me everything. All right. Hold on. Put our cool headphones on. Put gear on. Putting our gear on. <laughs> oh, I have a question. Aristotle, when I turn this up for me, does it turn me up to you? All right. Very cool. Learning new things. Auditory. Uh... Hello. <laughs> All the tech stuff. All the tech stuff. Oh, my God. I wonder if you're, are you my first accent on this podcast? Have Am you, I? I don't know. Have you always been this attractive? I think everyone has an accent. <laughs> what do you mean? Have I always been this attractive? I think what this, was the last time we saw each other? Four months ago? Uh, years ago, apparently. No. no. <laughs> I don't know. But no, this baseball cap is framing your face in a way that's oh, never been done before that... <laughs> when, I'm looking, when I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh, it's just to save from the... Well, because this was so last minute. You yeah. know, I didn't have time to, you know... Put your face on? Yeah, I didn't put my so face on. your other face? It looks great. my hair. <laughs> 
is my alternative face. I'll you, stick with this do one. Do you need this or anything? I don't think so. Are you chewing gum on a podcast? No, actually, I had an apple. You had an apple. Mm-hmm. Good for you. This is great. Yeah. An apple a day. See, I was trying to time it perfectly with finishing the apple and getting in here, but obviously I didn't time it right. Well, I usually tell my guests to text me when they're downstairs, and then I go, and then I'm, I'm like, oh, I wave them up. Mm-hmm. But then most of the time, nobody texts me. They just come right up because they know what they're doing. They're professionals. I know They've what's been up. here. Did you I know catch what's you up. off guard? Yeah. That's Are what, you eating an apple? And that's why, yeah, and I just <laughs> swallowed the whole thing. Oh, oh wow. my God. That's um, how you do it. Holy shit. All right. So I've been seeing posters of you all over the place oh yeah they're downstairs yeah i actually took a photo of one thought i texted t- texted it to you realized they didn't and then i was like well forget it's it. fine i know they yeah, okay. I, I mean i put them there so. <laughs> you did no i gave them to the venue but yeah what are these posters for well i just uh kind of got sick of the open mic scene here mm-hmm. i thought well i'm just gonna self-produce i'm just gonna do my put my own show on because i think sometimes you feel like you can't transfer your credit points. You know when you like people change colleges and they take all the credits from their subjects at one college and say to the next college, hey, I've already studied, you know, Psych 101 and blah, blah, blah. Can I get credit points? And I didn't go to college, but I totally get the metaphor. But you know what's, yeah. what's up? So metaphor? I felt like that with... Uh, Comedy. With comedy in Australia, you know, you work so hard to get to a certain level. I feel like, okay, I've, you know, graduated these classes, the open mic scene, the middling scene. Yeah. You get to headliner, you start doing specials, and then you come over here, and, and then it's like, like some of it doesn't transfer. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, go do open mics. Who's so, they? Who are, the, who are these people? You know, the world. Who uh, are they? No, it's a, well, c- certain room bookers and clubs and things like that. So Certain room bookers are telling you you have to go to open mics and they won't book you? Uh, yeah, that happened, but what? but I'm pretty persistent, and then I send them tape, and then I just keep you know hammering them, and then you know I'm basically doing all the things. I'm doing. I, I've gotten up at all the clubs here, and yeah. I've been hitting the road, and um, it's just it's not even amongst every venue or room. So some rooms, like alt rooms, will be like, oh sweet, this is who you are, or someone will recommend me, or someone will put my name forth, and then I'll headline there. But then at another one, they'll be like, ah, we haven't got any spots, or uh, there's an open mic, you can do that. So it's just, it's about, I guess, being known. Like, I think it's like you, a community thing it's too, totally, right? It's, it's like, totally community It's like people thing. want to know, like, oh, who is this guy? Where do he yeah. thinks he's just going to come in here and do this show? Like, what shows are you... Because there's like, you know, there's like the comedy store and Latin all of them. And stuff I've like done that. everything. What about like Hot Tub? Mm. Yeah, and... I'm on that. Yeah? Yeah, coming up. What are all the other? Okay, so, but now you're doing your own show just a, here. Ju- Tell ju- me what that is. So when ju- is it? So that sh- this show is called Spectacular-ish. Spectacular-ish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said spectacular-ish and I was no. like, I think that's a slur and we don't do that here. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I've I, never even heard that I know. Slur. I've been watching a lot of like weird Italian old-timey movies. And I think what they, they say. say that I, don't, I don't even want to talk about that. I don't want to use these words. No, no, no. Let's talk about racism this is what's important this will get you the fan base my show is less interesting than no so okay what is this it's called spectacular ish yeah spectacular ish uh it's just it's just kind of you know uh being understated and over providing so uh it's it's just it's basically all the things that i all the skill sets that i have it's you know my stand-up predominantly my stand-up my stories uh some of my spoken word stuff my songs singing um, my some magic. Some is anybody else going to be on the show? Justin Wilman's hosting it, so he's going to bring me up. He's going to start start the show and get everyone warmed up, and oh. then bring me on. I'll do an hour. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. So this is not like a monthly show you're doing. No, this, this is, is a one off one man show. One off one man show, mm-hmm. November first. Uh huh. Here, yeah, at 
at Meltdown. Yeah. Meltdown Comics. This is kind of my, my home base anyway. This was the first gig I ever did in America. Oh, my God. When was that? Uh, that like four years ago. Four, and now you live here permanently? Yeah, but I haven't been in any city more than three weeks this year. And you're Australian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I did an Australian for five years. I know. You, you lived in Melbourne for That's a bit. I, I call it Melbourne, and then if, I, if an American person hears me say that, they go, they go, who the fuck do you think <laughs> you are? They go, oh, Melbourne? Oh, that's like going to you go to Barcelona, and you go, oh, hi, my name's Alexi. I went to Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. But, Mexico. Uh, but, yeah. Then, but then if I say... But <laughs> hey, then, guys, hey, we're going across the border to Mexico. Mexico. Wee. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, these people give me all this grief. But then if I say it in front of my Australian friends, they're like Melbourne. Uh, it's yeah. Melbourne. And I'm like, listen, I can't win, guys, and that's yeah, why. Yeah. That's why I had to break up with him, give him back the engagement. Right? It was all about and Melbourne. Call it a day. It was all about the pronunciation. So you're here, uh-huh. but how long you? I know you travel a lot and you tour a bunch. Mm-hmm. How long are you here for now, though? Before well, you, you leave town again? Yeah, but uh, I, I've got a tour. I got to do the festivals back home. My, oh, you do? Tell me, yeah. okay. So my special comes out in Australia in January. Okay. And then I'm basically touring Perth and doing a week of Perth. I'm doing like 30 shows in Adelaide after that. Uh, Sydney Comedy Festival at some point. Melbourne International Comedy Festival for like, uh, it's like 22 shows or something like that. So that's the bulk of my um, work, basically. Yeah. You can you can just do, and because it's a festival, there's lots of lineup shows. So or showcases and things like that. What does that mean? Like shows going on around the festival? Well, you do a solo show, you do your one hour show, and then you could do like the best of the fest at you know, nine o'clock or the best of the fest late night show or the 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 crazy early show. Like there's there's a bunch of those ones. So like, you know, best of international comedy, best of local comics, best of this. So there's a whole bunch of shows that just make money. They charge, you know, twenty dollars and you see six comics. So you get comics get paid for that as well. So you can make you know, uh, you know, twenty bucks at the early show. You go do your show. You sell tickets for your show. Then you go do a late show, and so you can make a couple hundred bucks a night just from other people's gigs. And you're doing heaps of shows. So I think at the end of like a month of Adelaide, mm-hmm. I'd done ninety six. Holy gigs. shit! Yeah, it's are you crazy. super famous in in Australia? No, I'm not super famous. Aren't in you Australia. well known in Australia? Didn't you host a talk show in Australia? Yeah, it was on a like a community network. So it I was. I mean, what, what's yeah. the what's the equivalent of that? Here? Put it this way, I don't know. I get recognised maybe uh, once a week. So once a week, someone will come up and ask for a photo in Australia. In Australia, yeah, about once a week. So it's not, not that. That's only like what fifty people a year, isn't it? Not too shabby. We're not it's trying okay. to define it with numbers. We're not to, you well, know, I'm just giving you perspective. It. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah. okay. Are you single? Yeah. Because here we got the work thing situated. We know you, you're in you're in LA. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you have your own place? Did you? Okay, so, wait, hold on. No, I don't have my own place. So when did you get here? Like you got here? Well, when we hung out, maybe what was it in months March, ago, March yeah. or something, or April. Uh, that was when I moved out of my Melbourne apartment. And so you were like, I'm, I'm going to America. I'm, I'm going li- to you're, live in America. You're, you're traveling, but you're home. You're making your home base. Your home base is now LA. LA. Yeah. All right. Okay. But even here, if I don't have anything on for a week here, I'll go somewhere. Okay. So I just I just came back from San Fran. I just want to do gigs for a week because I don't like uh, waiting for one. gigs or something like that. So so I'll go to open mics here if I've got no other shows booked. Yeah. So, so you leave town. Okay, this yeah. is your home base. And you you know then you leave and you do your shows and you tour. Mm. Whether okay, so we got that. <laughs> but then, what's going on with your love life? Well, you keep abandoning Los Angeles. How's some girl gonna get her hooks yeah, in you? It's and not. Fall wor- in- it's not working. There's no what? hooks. I've got no hooks. You got no. You, do you have like 
there's prospects overseas and overseas? different cities and things like that. Yeah, yeah. The, every city I go to, it's easy to fall in love with someone, but it then is? it doesn't. Yeah, but then it doesn't work. Like a festival, there'll be like a festival fling. There was, uh, you know, fling. someone in Adelaide. Exclusive <laughs> festival fling. Festival fling. <laughs> Yeah, someone in Adelaide, every year there's a festival for you find someone that you connect with and then over the festival everything's perfect because you're in this perfect lifestyle and then you're like, oh, i got to go to this city now. and It's got an expiration date on it. Yeah, I guess yeah. so because... I know so. But I've had this fork in the road with like in, numerous times, like at least twice a year there's someone that I meet that's like, this. you're perfect, I could marry you, this you're talking is about awesome. Me? Yeah, like t- me. totally. Like, I, meet right, you, okay. I see you twice I... a year, so that's exactly... <laughs> I'm wearing a lot of makeup right now. Uh, you know, my, my skin is healing. I do this weird thing with you needles. You know my affection for you. Okay, you know? <laughs> good. Thank you. Okay, just making sure, because I did this weird thing with needles on my face yesterday with my mom. Why? Why'd you do that? Uh, oh, no. I didn't inject my face with needles, but my mom came over. It's been very dry in Los is Angeles. Acu- is this acupuncture stuff? No, I wish. No, my mom came over to my house yesterday mm. to restring my guitar, and it's an excuse to hang out. We got Starbucks. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's needles well, in your face. There's needles in my face, and I'm like, Mommy, leave me alone. No, but I have this weird, I mean, this is going to be a quick aside, kind of, but... Uh, Oh my god! Oh, my headphones. Simon's headphones just fell off. I was so the excited. The story got too crazy, <laughs> too, too real. Um, no, she came over. She restrung my guitar, and then she was like, "I'm going to show you this new weird apparatus thing that I got. Not apparatus, but it's like this at home thing where you put needles on this thing, and then the needles, uh, you, and it what it does is it kind of punctures your face a little. It's it like a microdermabrasion punctures your face." And what it teach? Oh, it's so boring and lame to be. Oh, no, God. I want to know. I okay. want to know what this is. So, you, so I, you put it over your face, and the whole point of it is, it punctures your face, and that sends an alert to your to your skin that like, oh my God, we need to heal. So it produces collagen. Oh, so okay, and this it's is like cool. so it's like this like old timey tr- uh, thing that people have been doing for years. But if you go to a dermatologist to do it. It costs like so much money for these things, so you can buy this at-home device to, to you know, for like a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, and that way you can do it as many times as you want, and you don't have to pay like a fancy dermatologist like three hundred dollars a session. And but it's less intense than the one. Anyway, so I did this with my mom yesterday, and then I have, and then I'm almost done with this. I have this microcurrent therapy thing that I bought online. <laughs> Which is also cool. This is all good for girls who are listening. That's not, there's no reason Simon needs to be listening no, to this. No, I'm fascinated by this for, because I like the idea of like self-improvement and reflection. Yes. But it just seems like a very like physical-focused one where I like... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. hello. Welcome to the world. No, yeah. this, this, this is... Like, of course it's physically focused. No, but here's yeah. the thing. But it, 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 it's... Uh, uh, there's so many people who are injecting... I mean, you're, you're, you don't have to deal with this. You're a man. Uh, but I can if I want to. Women inject their face with like filler, you know, to. What? Oh my god! You know, I should be talking to the, about this with the no, female guests. No, this guess. fascinates me though. No, but women too for for anti aging and to have upkeep maintenance because mm. it is a personal thing. If you're like getting older and then you're like, oh my god, I don't even recognize myself, and so much so much pressure is put on women because you know the world is so mm. fucking intense. But mm. instead of going under the knife and getting a facelift, which I never want to do, and my mom doesn't want to do. Uh, there are these things that are like not invasive that kind mm. of like so this microcurrent therapy thing mm. I think it's okay to, to use these things to like because it makes you confident it makes you feel like oh fuck I'm taking care of myself it's like the same reason you like take a shower and you shave your whatever anyway I'm talking about girl stuff but the microcurrent therapy is you use it and it stimulates with electricity the muscles in your face and men use it too that way like uh because the reason why you start drooping and get older and you can't you have not experienced this yet because you're so young and nubile and dewy and perfect but when your face starts sagging and you like 
it's because the muscle is atrophied. Mm. So this is like a non-invasive way to like, it's just like if you do exercise or you do yoga or something, it's like yeah, doing it, for, but you athlete, can't do it for athletes, your face. Athletes actually put those currents on their muscles. And in fact, our friend Justin Willman, he had a knee surgery. Oh, yes. I was at his place thing. last night. He was plugging the, the straps onto it around his knee. And that's the thing. So people use it for various parts of their body and it works. And then they found out because when somebody did it for somebody uh, yeah, on their face many, many years ago, they mm. realized, oh, yeah, it also works. Because it's funny because this is the one zone you would never think to do that for. You wash yeah. your face, you whatever. But I don't want to get injections. I never want to get a facelift or any of that shit or Botox. I don't. So my mom and I had this silly, like, little, like, look what we found. These, like, interesting non, like, non-invasive non things. And we, like, trade it off. That's uh, kind of so. cool. Yeah, but it was weird because you use these needles on your face. Like, you kind of drag this thing over your face. And it makes it um makes it red, like, a bit red. So it takes a few days to heal. So uh feeling a little chapped and healing. And well, I it's such an mind. interesting process, though. It's like to... You know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, yeah, it's, it's, but it's that interesting thing. It's like, you've got to, you've got to create pain to be able to, you know, grow and improve. And I think that's just like physics. A metaphor? Yeah, but it's just like, no, but it's, it's, it's just. It wasn't painful. It's an analogy. It's just both physically and mentally. Like if you want to get better at comedy, you got to go and die and do terrible gigs and have the pain and then <sighs> eventually you get funnier. And if you want your face to look good, you got to, you know, put needles in it and oh, get the collagen to come up. I'm and that's the thing. <laughs> but that's, but that's, yeah, that's, uh, it's. The general philosophy of self-improvement, I think it's they're the same, just in different, you know. I love how forms. you just frame that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do you feel that way about love? And it, would you be have a willingness to not just have a, a festival fling and to like meet somebody where oh, you I'm live? I'm so from? open, but where do you is want the... love? Do you want a girlfriend? Yeah, Cause I don't know. A lot of people I don't. Want a, I, feel I want like. a dog and an apartment and a girlfriend. You in do? any in any order? Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I, I worry and I think, oh, men don't want that, or men, you know, I wonder, do men even ever really want to get married, or do they feel like they get like up against a wall and they have to or else they'll lose the girl and well, or do men want to get married? I don't know. I think I romanticize the idea of that domestic life because I just haven't had it. Yeah. I think I, I just, when I was 18, I moved out of home and I was at college and uh, I was just a nerd. I never went to any of the college parties or anything. Yeah. Like, none of the hangouts or the groups or whatever. I just was in the library all the time studying and then learning magic tricks after that. And then, um, I played Dungeons and Dragons. No. Okay. Um, (laughs) and now I do, I've gone into it now. Oh, I want to play it. I want to play. Oh, do you want me to run a sesh? Yeah. Yeah. Can Uh, you do that? Yeah, I will. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, (laughs) uh, and then I've been a full-time performer for the past, whatever, six, seven years. Uh, Yeah. Six, seven years. And so I just, ne- like, there's, I've never had the lifestyle of just regularly go home and there's a, there's a dog and then your girlfriend gets home from work and then you hang out and you watch Netflix and you do. I've never had that yeah. routine. And so part of me romanticizes that mm-hmm. idea. But then I know people who are in those relationships, my friends who are in those relationships, look at me, they go, what? You mean you can just drive to San yeah. Francisco whenever you want? You mean you were just in Philly and then Boston and New York and then Mumbai and then Singapore and Indonesia? And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. It's Ideally, and a healthy, great, flourishing 
expansive relationship, you'd be able to do both. You'd have your cool friend that you love having sex with and be like, oh, my God, let's go to this, do this thing together. Or I'm going to go and you're going to do your thing. And then we're going to meet back and be like, what, what happened? You know, like, well, let it, me ask you this, because I've come across this situation before. I've met someone and then you, you know, a couple of, you know, really intense and you have that honeymoon period of yeah. the first couple of months. And then I get to a stage where I'm like, hey, I'm going to I need to travel. I'm going to Melbourne to do a festival or I'm doing I'm in Adelaide for a festival. And then there's that conversation. And because it's a fresh relationship, being away for four weeks is just is a death sentence. So I know people who can do the long distance relationship thing, but after a couple of years of establishing the relationship. So what I get into is a situation where I can't establish um, enough, you know, uh, of a relationship with someone, you know, the trust and the connection and the reliability and all that for me to say, now I need to work for a couple of weeks. Um, and I had a situation where there was a girl in Brisbane. It was just awesome. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm willing to change things to, to do this. And oh, she wow. said, That's good. And she said, I wouldn't, she said, the pressure that would put on me if you had given up any part of your career and moved to Brisbane and found some other job or, you know, ran a show there or something like that. She said that would put a real strain on our relationship of you've given up part of who you are. Yeah. And now I've got to make this relationship work because you've given all this stuff up. So it's like she said it's either it's either got to find its place organically um, or it's unfair on each other to, you know, for her to give up her career and well, then me to give up my career. Did she have to be in Brisbane? Yeah, because she was finishing her uh, her. Um, placement for her work oh um so but didn't you always want to move to la wasn't that always your kind of your goal I no thought? i had no i had no interest in la uh, other than just my friend was here and he says i'll oh, come hang out for a couple of weeks and then justin no um my friend james uh and he that's how i met justin and justin was running a show here i did a gig here and then I met a producer from The Tonight Show, and then I got the gig writing for Jay. And You're then, writing for The Tonight Show. I yeah. can't believe But that's why it was like so crazy that, that, that you would never have any hard time getting on shows. When you're like, I've been a writer for The Tonight Show, it just seems like hilarious. But anyway, what yeah, do I no, know? But <clears throat> I, I can get up on shows, but then it's, uh, you know, it's such a flooded industry. There's heaps of people with credits here. Oh, yeah. So anywhere outside of L.A., it's easy here. I do get up everywhere, but I'm just, I want to get up more. That's all. So what are you looking for? So let's say you, now you have LA as your home base. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to go off and you're going to travel, but this is your home base, mm -hmm. right? For yeah. a while. Yeah. Let's just say it's your home base. So what kind of I know. Do... I know the confusion you just felt in those few seconds of, yeah. um, let's say, I, I, that's constant for me. So I'm glad you got a little feeling of <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing. It's unsettledness. Like... Well, I mean, because I, I've been in a lot of long distance relationships and I've been in a lot of things where like, because I travel, but not as much as people I've dated. And uh, right. But the, all that was really important to me being in a long distance relationship was I did a guy who, who did not live in Los Angeles. He lived in in like whatever, Washington State, Seattle, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, and we dated with me living in L.A. and him living in Seattle under the guise of like. Oh, he says he's he's considering moving to L.A. Because I was like, I can't move to where you are because he would he was a musician and he would have to tour all the time. Mm -hmm. So he can essentially live anywhere because his job is is just leaving a home base wherever that is. Yeah. Turns out he preferred Washington State, you know, right. and he never really let me know that until like two years later that he was just kind of like uh, too scared to tell me that he was probably never going to move to L.A. But just trying to give me some hope or something right. to keep it going, which I was 
irritated by and heartbroken about. So all that I want, I don't care how much somebody travels, I just want to know that our home base is the same spot. Yeah. You know? So your home base is here. Mm-hmm. Would you want to date a performer? Would you want to date a... Do I don't know. know I, don't, kind of I don't put any restrictions on it. Like, what kind of person are you looking for? Because, like, are you religious? Are you spiritual? Do you meditate? Are you... I want to want to shine a spotlight on... You know, you're living in LA. Mm. You're on the Love Alexi podcast. We got we to gotta shine, <laughs> we we gotta gotta shine a spotlight on this shit because it's like, listen... Career stuff seems like it's going beautifully. People who are listening tonight who probably want to fall in love with you are going to be at your show November 1st at Meltdown. So oh, what a plug. Let's just Thanks put so it, much. Let's just put it all together, you know? Let's get the ball rolling. Well, I think... Boring. <laughs> get to the good... No, I'm just kidding. Keep yeah, get to the good stuff. No, I, may, I think I am a boring dude. I think I just like... I'm very... Um, in my head, I like going to bookstores when I travel. Like, I'm just... Pretty much every town I go to, I go to a bookstore and I ask about who's a local author that I wouldn't really know about and I get a book like that. Um, so I kind of just I like reading and I like stories and uh, What kind I of like girls? Traveling. What kind of like, do you want like a, do you think, I, I don't know if I could ever date an actor or a comedian. Right. Ever again. Yeah. Or a musician. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. See, that's the yeah. problem. There's self-loathing of, uh, you know, oh, don't date a comedian. I mean, it's what are you? A, well, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> but so, do you tend to find like more grounded girls who have nothing to do with the entertainment industry, or like, or yeah, absolutely. Ideally, if this was like Weird Science and you were like building a girlfriend, have you seen that movie Weird Science? No. With Kelly LeBrock? No. Aristotle, know. have you seen Weird Science? I'm oh not my a God. big movie guy. What? You're not a big movie guy? Oh my God. I can't handle sitting for two hours. Are generally. you serious? Yeah. I just got back from Dallas. I flew to Dallas. To have a 24-hour movie marathon with my friends who moved there. We That'd watched, kill me. <laughs> oh, my God. I did get there and go, what the fuck did I just do this for? We're yeah. just going to be sitting in this, in this uh, living room just watching movies. But uh, And then I went, this is the best thing ever because I love movies. I'm mm. like, anyway. But, uh, oh, man. Well, in Weird Science, it's a movie from the 80s. These two dorky, cute nerd boys... Uh, build on their computer the perfect woman and then she like <laughs> they like hook up a barbie doll and all of a sudden there's like a flash of lightning and then and the, the perfect woman's yeah there. and like in the, in the their bedroom door comes like opens up and and then it's like the sexiest kelly lebrock i think she's uh australian or maybe she's from new zealand but then okay. she's like she's like in the doorway and she's like who wants to party <laughs> i don't know she's like so hot so mm. anyway so this whole this is this a metaphor or analogy I'm so confused. This whole it's do you not, want me to it's break not, them all down? It's not working. No, I do not. I just hope, I want. I, you li- to I like it. So, okay, I'm a nerd. I'm going to do it for you, right? <laughs> so a metaphor is when something uh, is something. So like, uh, here's the best way. Like uh, the rain came down in sheets is a metaphor, right? Because now it's representing something it's not. It's so like, the rain came down in sheets. Like yeah. so, the rain is sheets. It now has a new meaning. Okay, what's an analogy? An analogy is a relationship between two things. Like the rain hit the ground like sheets hit the bed. And a simile is the rain came down like sheets. So it's similar to. So as an analogy is relationship. Metaphor is when it becomes that thing and has a new meaning. And simile is when it's similar to something in a behavior. Learning new things. This is incredible. What a day. We've never done this before. First time ever. Another exclusive. Um, okay. um, wow. I mean, where do we go from here? Just kidding. So uh, basically, any girl is willing to pull up with those sort of things, hit me up. Oh, my God. Um, man. I, you know what? Okay, here's what I want. I want, want someone who is smarter than me. Oh, really? I'm not saying Done. that's smart. 
I'm not saying that's smart, but I, I don't think, you know, I don't think I'm that smart. I'm just a bit of a nerd. Did I just lose but, this battle? Because you just had to explain stuff to me. So it's like, here's what I want. A, gr- a girl who knows what a metaphor, simile, and no, analogy. No, but that's just me being a nerd. I actually just want someone who is actually more intelligent. Yeah. That's why I've always been sort of attracted to doctors and lawyers and people yeah. like that. I'm, yeah. But they're not necessarily... <laughs> that switched on they're just book smart yeah i was actually thinking for the first time that i would be interested in a a doctor i was like wow that seems really refreshing a doctor somebody who can like save someone's life that's fascinating if he had a sense of humor and he was like kind of cool that'd be all that'd be great just like an analytical brain basically i mean i have friends who are smart but they're you know they're, they're into like i don't know hippie stuff and um you know that that's a that's sort of like i know i I, I like analytical, scientific people, and I think that's the sort of person that I'd like to be with. Are you religious or spiritual? Not at all. Do you meditate? Um, yeah, I meditate. Are you into like self helpy stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Self improvement. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I feel like I take an empirical uh, approach to it. What does that mean? Empirical. I'm not the girl for you. I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. Keep keep explaining stuff. Empiricism <laughs> is just. Uh, when you test things, and so the scientific me- method of you know research validating things through research. So you know the the oldest experiment known was when all these pirates were getting scur well pirates people on the ship were getting scurvy, and so their gums were bleeding, and so they were split into three groups, and one was given water, another one was given um, Listerine. Uh, cider, another one was given rum. Rum and the people who were having the cider were improving because it had vitamin C in it, and so they were, you know, they were healed. So you knew that if you're going to administer anything to people with scurvy, it's you know vitamin C, and that's how they learned how to treat it. Is this what a first date with you is like? Is uh, this like we just ordered our appetizers and you're like, and so just, here's the thing with scurvy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is my no. I, first date with me is me working out what someone can, you know, if they can do this stuff for me. And tell me things and me, me learn. I like learning. So what? if someone can teach me and, and, and make me feel in awe at their knowledge and, and, and the way they approach the world, that's exciting to me. Um, have you gone on any first dates in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Have they been like nightmares? I want to hear some horror stories of like Simon, Simon oh, moves yeah, to Yeah, okay. You want one? Yeah, I want like, I want like, yeah, the people want to know. <laughs> All right. That was a Tinder date. Oh, are you on Tinder right now? Uh, yeah. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah, but it's really just good for when you go when you're traveling, you go into a new town and you're like, Hey, I'm in only in town for a couple like I'll have it in my bio. I'm only in town for a couple of weeks. I'd like to do something fun if you're going to any cool, you know. I always see places. those. I'm not on Tinder, but I'm on I've been on it before and I, I dip in you're and dip right. out. I'm on. Oh, I'm not even on that, but I'll dip in and dip out of both of them, and then like, delete them, and then re-download them. And delete oh, I've them. done that so many oh my God, times. I'm like, I've, I'm like, I've had enough of you. Who? This is not my world. I don't yeah. do this shit. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah. like, who's out there? Um, <laughs> I want to know. That's exactly but, how I feel. I know. I'm like, I just want to like people watch or whatever. So I'll just be hidden. But you can be hidden and look at who's on there on Raya. You can't mm, do that on Tinder. Tinder, they're like, go. they're like, you bet you got to jump on. Um, uh, but whenever I see somebody write, like, I'm only in town for a few days, I. I I haven't even matched with them yet, and I'm, like, furious. I'm like, how dare you abandon me like that? You just think you're going to come into my life, you know, get into my head, and then leave me? I don't think so, buddy. But anyway, so that's you. I've, so, had, I've had good experiences like that because you just, you know. I know. know festival. Yeah. Festival flings. Festival flings. It, you know, but we're, talking, we're trying to take it to a new level of commitment. Right. So do you want to – Yeah, This yes. is where I was. So Please. I matched with someone, and they're uh, – they're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to the Magic Castle with some of my friends. Oh, my God. And so this was a bad idea. 
This is a great date for a girl. No, not a good first date. Not for you. So this is what happened. So she turned up at the place because we were driving and immediately I could tell this wasn't someone I was interested in. Oh, no. Just, you know, you get that first impression from someone and then just she was not interested in me. She was just basically like needling all my friends for... Uh, basically career advice, like, oh, do you work on that? Oh, do you know someone who could help me get a thing? So she's basically networking with all my pals. And the thing with going to the Magic Castle, it's like two or three hours at least. What were you thinking? So the whole night I'm with some. So within three seconds I knew this wasn't the right person. And then it just got worse and worse. (laughs) And she's just basically trying to hustle and connect. And I'm just like, am I just like, I was just like the middle man for her, you know, uh, Social climbing? Yeah, exactly. Social climbing. So, and then uh, I was just, yeah, I was just like, this was a bad idea to commit to three hours with someone you never met. So I think, um, I think just like a short, like, hey, let's meet up for a quick drink is just like a really safe way for both of you to go, right, if it works out, then, you know, and we connect, we'll probably just keep hanging out or we'll you know, message each other and meet up again. So I think that can be the way to do it if uh, if you're looking, you know, yeah. to, to find that connection. But, I, went, I went on a quick riot date mm-hmm. and it was for a coffee day date. And was, I was Were like, they famous? They must have been like somewhat famous, right? How dare you? What? Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, this person was famous. But oh, I, 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 <laughs> how dare you? Well, that's, you know, that's the only reason I... Uh, anyway, oh God, <laughs> oh, don't, I don't want to reel myself too much. But okay, but here's the thing. I'm not even on riot right now. I... Uh, I believed it. I didn't. I'm just hidden. I hit I it like like two hours ago. I was like, I don't know. I'm going to match, match, match. Oh, I actually just matched with somebody that I had a fling with five years ago who I didn't sleep with. But I was like, why didn't I sleep with him? His private was so big. I was sorry. Is it that? Okay. No, that's not important. But uh... <laughs> no, it was, just, it was awesome. No, it was just like we had a make out. But I sometimes think stuff like that. It's just like, oh, she had really great boobs. Yeah. Where, where did that go wrong? And then I think for more than five seconds, I'm like, Oh yeah, she was really rude to me, and she hit me sometimes. She it, hit you. Yeah, I know, I've had I, that twice, by the way. Oh well, I want to talk about that, but I I just want to feel the need to just finish up my ridiculous superficial yeah, story. On. Now you're telling me about some like, deep, horrible thing that happened. I'm like, yeah. anyway, let me just finish my story here. <laughs> Sorry, but I just matched on Raya with a guy that I had a fling with on New Year's Eve. I think being untethered and you know just single on New Year's Eve is the most exciting way to have a New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's great. It's the great. I'm always either fight. If I'm in a relationship, I'm fighting with them on New Year's Eve because there's so much so much expectation and there's so much like. Uh, just desperate, horrible energy in the air, and you mm. really have to like be aware of that and kind of not like not let the, that consume you or get to you. Mm. But being single, I feel like I can do anything I want. So five years ago, I had a fling with this guy that I met, and then we didn't sleep together because I thought, you know, we're fooling around, and he slept over my house, and I just want to leave it at that and not have sex. But to this day, I was like, why didn't I just? Maybe I should have just. But I mean, probably for the best that I didn't, I held something back. But I do remember him talking about rihanna and like how hot rihanna is and i'm thinking we only just met why are we laying naked in bed and you're telling me how hot rihanna is like i don't Mm. need like just you know i know everybody's supposed to be equal now or something but just tell me about rihanna when i'm naked next to you in bed anyway we just matched on raya so i think i'm just gonna i don't know what i'm gonna do with that oh uh, really but my coffee date is what i was saying so i had a coffee date with a person and that is how to do it you have a quick yeah i think so because you don't drink right no i don't drink i haven't been drinking for over a month How's it going? Great. I'm not even thinking about it. You know, it. a few of my friends have started doing it and they're like, hey, life is so much better. I'm I'm not dating mm-hmm. and not drinking mm-hmm. and I've kind of made a pack of myself. Just try to do that as long as you can, as long mm-hmm. as it feels good. And it's feeling great. Like looking, people watching on Raya is like my release 
like lurking, like hidden, just seeing who's on there. It's nice to feel like, like you know, you have avenues to go down, but yeah. you don't have to track down them. And sometimes I, when I don't lurk and I go on there and I, and I match with people, sometimes I go, I, it says you have an option on Riot that says just for friends, mm-hmm. just looking for friends, which is kind of lame, but I'm glad that's available. And I will tell the people, I don't know why I'm on here. I'm, I'm trying not to date for a year, but, you know. Hmm. Uh, in in weird moments of uh, whatever, I get on this thing, and they're like, "Me too, that's great." And then we end up having this really honest, like back and forth exchange on the app. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's nice. I think we just want to be connected just, sometimes exactly. without having to commit to. Oh yeah, I'll potentially marry you. Yeah, you know, you need oh, that every time. Yeah. So oh, and uh, I'll bring this back to you. But mm-hmm. so my the Melbourne the. Australian guy was I was with for five so years. So sexy when you say it that way. I was with that guy from Melbourne. But uh, <laughs> we were together for five years. We were engaged. Now he's on Raya, and he's still my friend after you know our breakup. And he texted me the other day, going, "I'm obsessed with this girl on Raya. I don't know what to do. Uh, she, she she's ghosted me. What do I do? Do I message her again? So now I'm giving. This is the the insane, amazing thing about life. If if you're lucky enough to keep living, uh, and time just keeps going and you know, and now this guy that I was so entangled with and in love with, engaged to, is now my friend and I'm giving him advice. And I'm like, listen, you got to get her off the app. Mm-hmm. Just go meet her for coffee. If she, you know, if she's not responding to you, don't, don't, don't message her again. Just like do nothing and let her come to you because you've done, you know, anyway, there's all this etiquette just to, to mm-hmm. dating on an app anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're at a face off. I talked too much I was about actually, apps. No, I was actually just thinking about um, you while you were speaking. I was rambling, yeah. Yeah, but I was also just like considering something like because I was actually um, thinking about like the face stuff that you're saying you were doing before. Mm-hmm. And what I find interesting is that like the thing that it's it's interesting what we personally think we need to improve on <sighs> and the things that you're actually good at because I know that you're like concerned with looks and things like that because no, it's I'm important. Not. No, no, but, but no, no, no. Let me before. You, okay, okay. I just get a little bit. I'm going to get defensive. Mm. It's good. I don't. It's a real thing that girls do. And it's, it's just like we put makeup and mascara on. Mm. I'm not like, oh, God, I love my face. I think mm. I'm beautiful. I yeah. really like myself. I love my body. Mm. I'm great at sex. Mm. I do a great job on the podcast. I mm. fucking love myself. Yeah. You're a man. You don't have to deal with this shit. And so me talking about this stuff. I'm not all, saying you shouldn't do ju- it. But I'm just saying like a non-invasive fun thing where you like, it's like microdermabrasion and you exfoliate your face and you like do this stuff and to learn about collagen and microcurrent therapy. Yeah, that's and also, cool. It's interesting. It's scientific. It's non-invasive shit because so many girls, even like 20 year old girls are getting like injected in their faces. So I make it a point to talk about all that kind of shit and just mm. like talk about it in the open on this thing because yeah. I have a lot of young girls who listen. But go on. What were you going to say? Well, I what I was just going to say is like I know – like see, that, that's interesting to me because you know that there are there's a demographic of, you know, girls who, you know, that is a concern and that's uh, something All of them? Yeah. The demographic called all of them? Demographic of girls, I guess. All so of girls. All girls. All, all right. girls and women. Yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah. Uh, what about it? Well, I just – for me, the stuff that I'm interested to hear uh, from you is like how good you are at um, this stuff, like your kind of go-getter attitude that you have and that your your discipline in your craft and like just getting stuff done is very inspiring to me. Oh, thank you. So so I was just thinking of, of when you're describing that, the stuff with the face, it's it's because there's a 
you know, women who want to hear and know about that stuff. And it was interesting to me is that that's the int- the, the most interesting part uh, of you from my perspective is all that, um, you know, the building, the skill sets, learning awesome. how to do podcasts, doing your short film mm-hmm. um, and, and that sort of stuff. So I, it, it's just interesting of what you perceive is important for people to hear. And oh, I tell them about I, all the other stuff too. Yeah. Well, that's the stuff that I care about. Oh, mm. okay. So should I not have said anything? No, no, not at all. Oh, I just I'm said, just saying, I said it's dry out and mm. I have, my skin mm. is peeling today because mm. I did this thing yesterday. Was that not allowed? No, that's absolutely allowed. Yeah, but, I was but what, just, what would just you like me to talk about? I'm yeah. interested in both, but I just like. It was just an aside because we're having a conversation and it's today and that's what I did yesterday with my mom. <laughs> so I'm always just honest. What do you want to know? No, this isn't a, yeah, this isn't a criticism. It's just that I, I am interested to hear about that world when all I perceive, well, what I mainly perceive of you is all this other cool. Oh, yeah. S- inspiring stuff. I'm all of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so I guess I haven't articulated this well. What do you want I to found know? a fascinating hearing about that world mm-hmm. when it's never a world I envisioned uh, when thinking about you. Oh, well, yeah. Well, so there you go. Isn't that cool? Well, I'm glad we got to, I got to shed light on a new aspect. <laughs> I'm glad that all, and all this shit on my Instagram feed and my Twitter or whatever isn't all just like, mm. help my face, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like I talk about all of it. Yeah. So I just feel like I got another dimension to you today. Oh, talking about like aesthetic stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it's all the stuff. I feel like my friends, my male friends, mm. deal with that shit too. Mm. Um, oh man. Um, sorry, I heard a squeaky. We got a new chair in this office, and this one still squeaks. It's but, ruined everything. But uh, oh man, what else do we talk about? I want to no. make sure you're happy. <laughs> oh god. Oh no, I do get your point. I get your point. You're saying that, uh, that and that's I've a, always that's perceived a, that's wonderful. you in one light, and then and then as you know, you were speaking before. I was just like, oh, that's that a, a really t- interesting new world to for me to oh, that makes learn me, about that, you. Well, that makes me happy because uh, I hope that's clear. Sorry, no, I know no, it was no. a weird thing. No, I get it. I get it. I just says. because of course it's it's easy to get defensive when you know, you think someone's having a go, but absolutely no. Wasn't. I don't think yeah. you're having a go. I just. Yeah. Uh, Nothing I say is that important. I just talk about everything, you know? So yeah. I, thought, I thought you were, like, yeah. making a big point where it's like, wow, Lexi. Because that's the thing. Sometimes, like, like I'm working on myself. I meditate. I do all this stuff. And what I run into a lot lately is people saying stuff like, uh, hey, hey, you know, you don't you don't need to worry uh, about that. No, that's and then I know. And then for a second I was like, oh, my God, because I mentioned this, I was just honest and vulnerable. Because that happens a lot lately where if I, like, if I talk about anything, people decide it's, like, they're going to tell me what's what. And I'm like, oh, my mm. God. It makes me just like, I don't want to say anything. But I do get your point, And that makes me so happy because if the fact that I brought that up is like a new uh, aspect that you're not used to, it makes me so happy because it means I'm leading with all the other shit that's way cooler. Yeah. That's way more exciting. Yeah. So yeah. it's just illuminating, I guess, is what I was getting. I'm at. the best. And uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're welcome. The best, Thank you for noticing and telling the world. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh man. I'm really uh oh, we got right through that. Thank God. Thank God. Let's move. But can we talk about your dating life some more, please? Sure. What do you want to hear? Why aren't you on Raya? Well, you tried to set me up with it. I didn't get through. You didn't get through? Mm-hmm. They rejected you on Raya? Those yeah. Idiots. Well, we'll see. I'm I think my agents are working on getting my social media account. Oh my verified, god. So. That's we'll, not no, we'll no, see. no, we'll no. see what happens. I'm gonna get some face stuff done, you know, I'll get some needles. <laughs> And then maybe I'll, <laughs> and then maybe I'll be, you know, I'm gonna do a short film. <laughs> oh my 
God. Thank you for your message for my short film. You liked it. Oh, I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was so very you. I think that was a really good thing that you could... Because this is the thing sometimes with creative endeavors. Um, you go, oh, I have this idea that's part of me. This is what's in, in, in my head. And then when you try to execute it, you only get like 20% on what you want. Yeah. But I feel like you got a good portion of your personality and really? your humor and your style in it. And you just kind of... And your openness and you kind of went for it. So did you feel that you got the, the original vision out pretty close to what you wanted? I do. The weird thing is we shot a bunch of stuff over a course of a weekend because I just wanted to make something. I was just so sick of like pitching shows or going on auditions and right? this all is, this stuff. This is why I'm having this show here because you yeah. get sick of the, the hustle the and waiting hustle. for gatekeepers to yeah. give you permission to do what you want to do. So yes. this is great. Yeah. So over a course of a weekend, I just got some of my friends together and who were willing. They were like, oh, I want to do something. I already like, I like your blog. I'm willing to work for free. And I was like, cool, I have no money. Let's do this weird shoot over a weekend. And here's what I think it could be. And I just wrote something really fast. And then... When I was looking at all the footage, there wasn't enough there to, like, make a story. So I had to build the narrative with the voicemails. Uh, by the way, everybody who's listening, I'm referring to a short film I made. It's, uh, I don't know, it's on my website, levelexy.com. It. It's called Love Alexi. Everything in my life is now called Love Alexi. But, mm. uh, yeah, so, yeah, I felt like it was – and then that helped me because now I wrote a feature, a very sloppy, outlined feature kind of based – where it's like that short film is the opening of the mm-hmm. of the feature. So now that's my next hurdle. And I made the dumbest thing. I like sent the script to, I was like, I don't want to involve my management. I don't want to involve my agent because mm-hmm. I just want to keep the grownups out of it. I want to keep the like powers that be out of it because I want this to be an artistic endeavor. Like Totally. And you were able to do that? No, I mean, so I sent it to them just to be like, give them a heads up. And I was like, hey, this is the thing I'm working on. Here's a sloppy script and um, would love to get notes. So I just want to let them know what I'm up to. Wait, is this for the feature? For the, the feature, the feature. Oh, yeah, okay, I, that, sorry. The other thing was like, that was like, you know. What that it, had nothing to do with them. I just, the, I just made film. it for fun yeah, of great. course of a weekend. So then I got all inspired because I put it on Vimeo, the short film, and it got staff pick and whatever. And, uh, but then I sent the script to like, somebody at my management company to get notes and like the notes were so intense i wish i never sent it to the powers be just like what do you mean just like well my script is so sloppy and loose and i still need to do rewrites to like get it make get it to a better place but it was just like oh i think this stuff has been explored in women's like in cinema about girls and and on tv it's been done and, and like Anyway, my point is, I just want to get weird, make a feature film. That's my next... I'm like talking way too much about myself already on this podcast. No, I like but, it. But, you know uh, I'm a, a big Alexi fan. Well, how do we meet? Well, this is... this is. I'm sure I've told you this story. I know, it but was, never in front of microphones. Um, it was... You were in that short film called uh, All Is Fair with oh, my buddy Justin Wilman. All Is Fair, the Todd Strauss-Schulson director. Yeah. Directed thing. Yeah. And so I watched that because my friend Justin was in it. So. Justin plays my boyfriend. Thomas Middleditch is my ex. Justin's my new boyfriend. Thomas Middleditch is my ex boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. And I watched that and it was just something, I don't know. I just really liked you on screen. There was a something that, um, I know there was, a, I don't know. If I don't want to use the term X Factor or something like that. I but have I really, the X Factor? Yeah, there's just something for me. Just like your charisma on screen. And then I just, I remember Justin was asking me to write some stuff for him. And I, and I, I just had you two in my head yeah. again because of your chemistry on str- screen and just because of, of your screen presence. And I wrote a script and it was, your name was on it 
to begin with. There was no like female one, yeah, female lead. It was always just Alexi and Justin. And then we filmed that Breaking Up with the Magicians. Oh my god! And so I met you on the shoot for that because I was in that as well. You're so nice. And like like four minutes ago, I was like, "How dare you!" <laughs> defensive and you're like the nicest most yeah like- <laughs> but, but you said you were defensive because you assume people are criticizing you for caring about aesthetic things where i wasn't i was just going well that was illuminating because i've never now. thought of you yeah. in that light i know me but i mean i was like just get out <laughs> i can't do this anymore i will yeah. not i will hey, not I've, i cannot i've got a dermatologist in la as well you right? do i can't no i don't even have one that's why i have to have my mom come over and drag <laughs> drag needles over my face yeah <laughs> Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so so then we, we filmed that together. And then I think the next real time we hung out was uh, Justin and Jill's wedding. Oh, my God. And then we hung out, oh, I think, once after that and then a couple of times after that. And we did your uh, radio show and things like that. These so are, so are, that's how we kind of grew to this stage. A lot of videos for the audience to watch. The Love Alexi short, uh, All's Fair. There's a lot going breaking, on. Breaking up with a magician. Oh, yeah. That's on That's the one you wrote. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh. So I was a fan. That's how we met. Oh, my God. I was a fan of your work. And then you're like, I got to move to L.A. I got to move I gotta to L.A. I got to get closer to Alexi. I, I got to get on that podcast Got to say goodbye to that girl in Brisbane. Mm. I can't give up the dream. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, I sent you a story because I think you were looking at one point for stories from people of breakups and relationships. When was that? Seven was years a, ago? No, it was like a year ago or something like that, maybe. I'm... In fact, it wasn't even that long ago. Maybe it was like eight months ago. But um, I wrote this massive, massive post about a breakup that I had. Tell me about that. Um, it was basically, it was a girl I was seeing. The Brisbane girl? No. no. Melbourne girl. Melbourne girl. So it was a Melbourne girl. She, um, we were dating for a while. Well, maybe four or five months, maybe. And that's then a, that's and a while. That's probably the longest relationship I've ever had. Oh my God. What are you running from? Nothing. What's Here's really, the thing. What's I, your relationship with your mom like? What's that? What's your relationship with your mom like? It's great. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. I is take she, it to musicals all the time. Is that's she alive? Yeah. Is your dad alive? Yeah. Is he nice? Yeah, they're lovely. Are they together? Day. Yes. Okay, keep going. Yeah, don't go through the classic just, tropes. Listen, classic tropes are classic tropes for a reason. Okay, so go on. Yeah, so you're with the five-monther. Uh, and then I have to go away for a month for gigs, like in Cambodia, Indonesia, a whole wow. bunch of places doing doing shows. Uh, I think I had to do Perth as well. All right, relax. And so, guys, I did uh, small country Australia. <laughs> I did uh, Willamaloo. Uh, oh, oh. Google that. Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, so... You go away. Skyping every day. Okay. Uh, like masturbating in front of each other on no, Skype? No. Okay, none no. of my business. Like right. just lots of sharing and I miss you and I care about you and like really, you know, um, intimate language. And a day before I get back to Melbourne, I'm in Sydney. I have one last show. And she calls me right before I'm about to get on stage. And she says, hey, I don't think I can see you when you get back tomorrow. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, we've just been talking about how excited we are. And she's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. Nothing is known. Oh, no God. knowledge. I don't know. Oh, no. And I'm like, well, I'll see you when I get back. And she's like, I'm just not sure. I don't know where we're at. And so I was so upset. I ran into the gig. I went to the room booker and I said, I'm sorry, I can't do this gig. <gasps> I ran straight back to the hotel while I'm on the phone to Virgin Air- Airways and I'm Virgin Airways, Virgin Airlines, and I'm like, can I get the next flight out of Sydney straight to Melbourne? And the lady on the phone said, she goes, you sound upset. I'm like, yeah, I'm really upset. And she says, 
I tell you what, I'll waive the changing the fight fee. Oh my god! There's only business class left, so I'll put you in that. Don't oh, worry about it. Oh my god, it. she's like Richard. Richard Branson would want this for you. Yeah, and so I I get all my stuff. I didn't have to pay any changing flight oh my fee god. because lucky because I didn't have any money really. What is this turning into an ad for Virgin uh, Virgin Airlines? Crazy. Virgin, Keep going. Virgin Airlines. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not the first person to, to oh, do that. That's true. Uh, just referencing that Alexi is in a Virgin Airways ad. It's very um, cool. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, and I'm on the I'm on the flight back business class, which just what well, didn't feel as good as you think it would be. Oh my when god! You, when you, All right. When you're when you're crying, it's hard oh. to enjoy. Uh, you know, uh, free orange juice. When Weeping. You're, yeah. And you don't drink. Um. Yeah. So I uh, so I'm on the flight, just like you know, flustered, full of adrenaline. And I get back and I call her and say, hey, I'm in town. Like this is like within, I oh, mean, three hours of us speaking. Oh, my God. And I said, can I come see you? And she's like, okay, yeah, I guess. And I went and saw her and I sat on the couch. And uh, she just couldn't commit to saying it's over. Oh so I'm like, God. so what's the deal? What's happening? I'm here. Let's do it. She's like, I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh. I'm like, but you need to. All right, here's the thing. If you want me to stay, say it. If you don't want me to stay, don't say anything. And she didn't say anything. And so I left and I. And that was game over. So that was like me just doing everything I could. So this is the thing. When you said, what am I running from? Yeah. I was running to it. You You're know? running to it. And and that's the thing. I, I feel like I've... I've I've, Are you running too fast, too hard? Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like it's such a... It's, it's, it's never clear cut, I think could be anything it's like oh you're avoiding or oh, you're trying too hard i was like well where's the middle ground because yeah it's it really just comes down to if someone's into you then you, you know uh getting on a plane and flying straight away to you is amazing but if they're not it's just like well that's creepy why'd you do that that was a bit you know intense how old are you 28 you're tw- oh you're so young you're 28 years old have you lost your virginity <laughs> <laughs> no i flew all the way from sydney to melbourne this um oh i've actually had a i've had sex on an airplane on Qantas. oh can we exchange interesting sex stories because i feel like you've got some sweet ones and i I've, think i, I think do. i've only got one well, really good one well mine was it was between sydney and melbourne that's so funny on, on a Qantas flight and uh and then and that's why australia is so great because i remember like uh in the bathroom in the bathroom of the airplane it's so crammed in there oh by the way know? sorry about your rig or whatever anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me just address that uh, i'm sure of, we've all yeah. been through that stuff before. but but i remember like somebody was pounding on the door like the the flight crew or whatever and uh we're like oh my god we're gonna be in, in so much trouble and then we opened the door and all of the the flight attendants were like on behalf of Qantas, this bottle of champagne is for you because all the australians were like so happy we had sex in the toilet stall it's like a mile high club yeah that's a mile what, high what club. what the hell you really got awarded for that i've had sex in the dressing room at wasteland uh, the clothing store really? on uh cover your ears aristotle i don't you hear this he's too good for this he's uh he's a good person mm-hmm. i'm just like this piece of trash that rolls through here once a no, week this is this is like the <laughs> most exciting inspiring thing to hear some of the times i wonder if i maybe i think i probably only had sex in crazy places hmm. just to play the part of like I'm crazy. Oh my god, my boyfriend must think I'm so wild. You know, my, and fun. Do you think it's an actor thing? Because the the only time I've had crazy sex at a weird place is yeah. with a with an actor in a vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. That was the weirdest place I've ever had. Where, where did you have? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's like people pleasery, daddy issues, actor performance. Like I'm looking down on the situation, being it like, was fun, you did though. it. Yeah, it was super fun. What were your stories? So I was hosting a comedy club 
in Melbourne, there's a venue called the Athenaeum, right? And upstairs, there's a comedy club on one side that seats about 300 people. And then basically you go outside the comedy club door and you're in the theatre, which is about 800 seat theatre. It's really pretty beautiful theatre. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hosting this show. It's me as the MC. There's a first act. There's a, a middling act or feature here. And then there's a headliner. So I'm hosting the show and I bring the first act on and I come to the back of the room. And at the back of the room, there's a lady there. She's really pretty. She's out with some friends and this tall, like big muscly guy is sitting next to her. And she's like, hey, come over here. You're really funny. And she's like, you can sit next to me. And she tells this guy to move over. And I'm like, who's this guy? She goes, I don't really know him. And I just kind of sensed that he just kind of just met her through friends and he was kind of trying to chat her up and she's chatting to me. And then the second act, I bring the middling act on and uh, she's she's like, this is so much fun and he's good. And she's like, is there a backstage? And I'm like, oh, there's a theatre. And she goes, how long's he on for? I'm like another five minutes. And so then I go on and I bring the headliner on and I go back and she's like, hey, how long is the headliner on for? I said, I think like 40 minutes. She's like, we should check out backstage. Oh, my God. So we walk into the theatre. And we go to the side of stage where the theatre is and we proceed to do the thing. And Are you talking about sex? Yes, we okay, have cool, sex. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Standing up? Yeah. In a just, chair? We just, uh, no, it wasn't in a chair. It was in like, because we... In That's the, disgusting, by the way. What? Standing no, up, standing up <laughs> sex? All of it. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Toilet, <laughs> ba- bathroom on a plane yeah. is hygiene central. So you're uh, standing up, not in a chair. Yeah. And so she's holding onto a ladder, like a stage ladder in oh the theater. Oh, my God. So we're CrossFit. In the, we're in the theater. Yeah. And uh, and then I hear uh, the um, the room booker come into the, the theater and say, Simon, the headline is about to finish. And you can insert your own joke oh uh, there. Too easy. And then, it's too, but it's what yeah. she said. And then, so we put our clothes on. I walk her all the way back to uh, the, the the club. I, as soon as she sits down, like I'm there, I help her sit down. As soon as she sits down, the headliner goes, "That's it from me, guys. Have a good night." And I run back on stage and I close the show. Oh my god, that's the craziest it's ever been. It was. I'm more satisfied about the timing of it yeah. rather than any the of the sex oh my or god. whatever. Did you ever see her again? No. Nope. Get her number. Nope. My, did she give you her number? Nope. Jesus fucking Christ. It was awesome. And it's like this memory that's perfectly encased in <gasps> in that moment. Did you use never... a condom? Yeah. She had a condom on her. She had a condom on her? I was yeah. going to say, like, it's perfectly encased in the baby you left inside her, <laughs> in her belly. Oh, my no. God. Oh, man. Mm-mm. Uh, well, I've got like 12 more crazy stories. That's the only one I really have. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what do you want in a boring girlfriend uh, and a a dog? But even that experience was so intense for me because, like, I was just on a high for, like, a week going, like, that's never happened to me. That'll never happen again. That is a – I'm really vanilla in in most senses of it. Like, there was one girl I was seeing that was into, like, BDSM stuff. She was? I couldn't handle it. What what did that involve? How did that look? we were, you know – Oh, my God. Doing stuff. And then she goes into a drawer and she pulls out. Like like duct tape, duct tape, and I'm like, do you want me to fix something? Oh, what is it? Is oh the fan God. broken? What? This isn't the best time. And yeah. uh, she's like, no, use this to like tape me up. And I'm tape like, tape her up. So I did it. I complied, but I was just like not. Ha- I was like just upsetting mainly. Wait, does that make? Does that make you the dominant one? Yeah, she made me the dominant one. And you're like, I don't know. Hopefully, fingers are here. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's what. So generally, it's good. Like I prefer just. 
really comfortable vanilla, you know, intimacy. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the those you know the crazy crazy stuff. I <laughs> like it is quite significant to me because it's not something I pursue. Do you do drugs at all? No. Have you ever done like psychedelics in any way? Or? No, I really want to though. Me I think too. that's the stuff I sh- I want to do. Yeah, because there's, I know there's a difference between like I feel like alcohol and like is like a way of like numbing yourself, tapping out, not mm. like really being with yourself. You know, mm. it's a way to like just uh, you know walk through life like unconscious or something, or if mm. you can't deal with something or whatever. Whereas like. I don't know, I feel like acid or mushrooms is like a consciousness drug where you're like, I'm going to look at the world in a different, weird, you know, yeah, way. Yeah, here. I'd really like to experience I want experience to also. We gotta should find we just do it? Hey, can we do a podcast while we're while on we're acid? I wonder what that would be like. Yeah, that, me too. Yeah. That's why we're we wondering. How horrible. That seems like a nightmare. Right, so what if, can like, you go get some acid? Surely, yeah. come on, we're on the... Wait, have you ever done mushrooms? You've never done mushrooms? I did DMT, but I've talked about that like to death because I'm such a nerd. It's like everybody's like listening who who actually listens to the podcast on a regular basis is probably like, we get it. You did DMT. DMT Uh, is what, like, that's in ayahuasca, that thing? Yes. All right. Did you do ayahuasca or did you do DMT? I just did DMT. So ayahuasca is like they take DMT, the drug DMT, and then like mix it with a plant or something. So here's the thing. Make it into a soup or something or tea? No, it's in the the plant. But The uh, DMT is in the plant? I think so. Yeah, I think that's where it comes from. Just two wacky nerds talking about drugs and trying to figure shit out. Oh boy, I want to do drugs. (laughs) But Uh, uh, yeah, no, I did not. I had like a really quick high trying to smoke it, and I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm, Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by that stuff. I guess it's like I when I I studied psychology at uni, and that was me trying to understand all that stuff. But it's so academic, and now I think there's two parts to science. Really, it's exploration and discovery just doing the thing and seeing what you discover and there's the research and validation where you do experiments and you you know use statistics and things like that so i was involved in the statistics side of research for a long time and now i'm like well why don't i actually go explore the things and have the experiences why don't you just go to justin wilman's and like order some mushrooms and order some i'll mushrooms. be there i mean i'm serious is that on, is that on uber it's, it's on your yeah netflix queue yeah it's <laughs> like that sounds like a great thing yeah. um yeah i've been uh I don't know. I've been totally into. I want to do mushrooms. I don't know where to do them or if I'm mm. going to regret it. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm all I'm all up for those experiences. Like in the last wait, when did I start? I didn't. I stopped drinking alcohol at like 15. Yeah. Why did you? Why did you stop? Did you like, I rejected the Australian culture of it. It's just like oh. people drinking to the point of vomiting, and I just didn't. That like is a that. real thing. That and was so, a big problem with the guy I was with. Yeah. Too so much. they would just drink to the point of vomiting, and I was just like, I don't want to do this. So at the house parties that you know were, were happening in high school, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm not in on this. And then by the time I was 18, it was like, well, I already know I don't drink alcohol, so why would I start now? Yeah. And there's just never been a factor. So, but then I had this. Uh, is that what you think you started doing comedy? Like a defense mechanism mm. to be like, here I guys, I'm an interesting, you guys all are no, all. I've been interested in comedy since I was five. So Okay, we'll yeah. get to that in a moment. But yeah, so uh, yes, you. Yeah, so one time during comedy festival, my last show was a Sunday. Um, my friends and I came up with an idea. I was like, what if I just drank during that show? And just whatever alcohol people brought to me, I had to drink during that How show. How old were you? This was only like a few years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't know, 20 six or something 25 and so my friends came and a whole bunch of i I told the people like guys i haven't had alcohol in like 11 years uh so this show will be an experiment and we'll see if i can hold it all together 
And so people were just bringing out pints of beer and shots of Zambuca and all sorts of stuff. And my friend Ugh. was loving it because he's like, there's two elements of entertainment. One, you doing your show. And two, you trying to do your show. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, like, I enjoyed that as an experiment and, and having done that. But it doesn't make me want to drink alcohol. On a regular now. basis. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of like my approach to or outlook on drugs and stuff like that is, you know, the experience. Yeah. I've been going to parties just trying to grapple with like uh, not dealing with my social anxiety mm. and not using alcohol as a crutch because I love oh, alcohol. Yeah. I think it's it's very fun. It's like you never know what's going to happen. Once you have a drink, it's like and other people are drinking. It's like this ritualistic thing. What are we going to get into tonight? Yeah, but it's kind of almost like a symbolic permission to, yeah, to, not, to, to, to get loose and to connect with people. So if you give yourself the permission without the alcohol, yeah. then you actually get the experience anyway. And then you don't have to worry about like, you know, first of all, a hangover. Yeah. And then... I've had many and nights. the money things. I think I'm only a full-time comic because I don't spend money on alcohol. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. The money, even though a lot of guys buy girls drinks. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize yeah. that wasn't but, a fact. Uh, I mean, you. it is. It is. But uh, sometimes smart. it's a, uh, but also I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of great nights. Are you leaving? No. You're like, you're like, I've had I'm enough. I'm adjusting. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. settling in for settle, another big story. Settle into Let's it. Let's do it, Alexi. Well, I've had a lot of great nights. Mm-hmm drinking that have been fun and whatever and i get home safe and everything's great mm. but the nights where shit gets horrible mm. have only occurred on nights when i'm drinking like i think like once every two years or once every three years i will have a night where it's like oh my god i, I didn't eat enough i had that one drink too many i black out or i brown out. it's like splotchy i don't know what i or i said something embarrassing or i put myself in a horribly possibly dangerous situation where mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god i had one t- oh it's just nightmarish so it's like nice to like not have to worry about like even just not having to worry about waking up in the morning and going oh fuck i said that thing to that person like oh, I, really? I already yeah. talk a lot sober this is me caffeinated you know like god forbid you know i get drunk and who knows what the fuck i'm sharing or deciding to tell somebody at a party that i have to be like no they probably hate me and then i spiral into so depression like damage control after a big nightmare so now that's why i was like saying like you know not not dating giving myself the, the, the vacation from dating and not drinking or like just like two less things to worry about it's just mm-hmm. kind of nice to focus on all the cool stuff like dragging needles across my face and uh, making short films and get quality na- time and, with your mom and getting naked uh in in uh movie stuff yeah, well, that's, that's fun. You do it well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let me get your astrological sign here to get to get all the girls to fall in love astrological with you. Astrological sign. I want to get to because I'm so sure this you're this is in- a problem because if a girl is interested in that sort of stuff, you're I'm like, fuck not, you. Yeah, I'm not okay. interested in them. Girls, after you, uh, you, know, you identify with whatever his astrological sign is, after I guess it, don't come to the show on November 1st and tell him that you're there because he's a whatever he is. All right? Yeah, and you got to trick go. me into it. Trick him into loving you. <laughs> and you'll be the luckiest girl in Tinseltown. Um, all right. Aries. No. Sagittarius. No. Taurus. No. Scorpio. No. Aquarius. Yes. That's what I am. Oh, my God. I can't believe- I knew it. <laughs> That's my favorite. Five in. I knew it. That's wait, so great. Wait, February eleventh. No. Twelfth. No. Thirteenth. No. Fourteenth. No, you're you're in the wrong month. Oh, January Aquarius. Those guys are the worst. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks for the podcast. See you guys later. This is a fun time. But I will have moments yeah. with guys where I'll be like, 
Oh my god, we'll both be into it for whatever reason, unless they're lying, and I'll be like, "You're you're an Aquarius." So what's me? your what's your fascination with these it's zodiacs? Not, it's, it's nothing. Just, it's just fun. It's just silliness. I think women are into it. I think we're into it. Oh my god, my women. Maybe they're going to hate me for saying this, but I think it's like some kind of like weird, hopeful, magical thing. It gives you hope. It's something to hang yeah, your hat on. I think on. it limits you because if you think that people only fall into these twelve categories. And you're like, well, this category is. Don't look at me. I'm wiping my nose right now. I think everybody, don't look. (laughs) Nose wipe. It's happening. Sorry, what were you saying? Were you dodging the (laughs) my lecture? No. Listen, I'm open to everything. Mm. I don't want to be limited. I don't want to be stifled. Here's what I think. I think there are so many variables when it comes to human beings: their personality, their contacts, context. Contacts. I know a lot of cool people. I go on a lot of coffee dates on Raya. You know, with famous people. That as well. Their contacts, their context, all the cons, uh, the contraception, okay. all the things. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Contraception. Yeah. So it's just there's too many variables and I feel like it's limiting to go, well, I'm only going to go off these 12 uh, signs. And also, I can't believe you even knew there are 12. That's so well, lame 12 of months you. of the year. Why? Oh, wow. 12 months in a year. Good point. I like your style, man. You do go to school. Okay, so <laughs> listen. Oh, here's something even more dangerous. Uh-huh. Do you ever go to psychics or shamans or uh, soothsayers? Or, I mean... No, so you're going to know I'm like, I was like big part of like the skeptic society back home in Australia of debunking this stuff. And but you like, do magic. Yeah, so magic is has an insight to how you fool people. And so when you look at psychics and, and these sort of people, you're like, oh, they're using tricks because magicians know the tricks they're using. So it was like, we, we're experts at fooling people. So when we see other people doing it, we're like, those guys are con artists. Why are you being so mean to me? I'm not being mean to you. I'm just dare- expressing my my position. So I, if I have a different position to you, you can either get defensive or you can Listen, I already got defensive. Me. I'm about to get even more defensive. No, um, I had... I talked to two, I was mm. going to say magicians, two psychics, mm. and both of them, well, I've talked to like 20 psychics and mm. spent way too much money and mm. whatever, and shamans and whatever. Mm. Two of them gave me initials for who my future mm. love of my life husband but, is, and right. they're the same initials. Okay. Have you... R.M. Okay. And you know how this has infected my brain? Wait. So rare, wait, wait, hold on. Raristotle. Raristotle. Marshmallow. <laughs> poor Aristotle. Uh, poor Aristotle. Is it RM? RM. First the lady said MR. Then sure it's said, not just Raya Match? Raya Match. Oh my God. <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's better. I don't, I don't mind that prospect. No, but the thing is, so now mm. I'm actually living my life. Looking for RM? If I don't see an R and M no, in their name, I'm, so I'm like, well, guess it. I know. It's upsetting to you. It's upsetting to me. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm feeling giddy right now. Yeah, but so, okay, so I should not live my life like that? Well, you've seen Justin Wilman do some amazing stuff, right? You didn't tell me RM. Yeah, I know, but see, it's it's only because it's kind of what you were pursuing and what you really want. Like, if you're, it's so, you know, dating and, and oh all this God. is so complex. What are you about to tell me? Anything all of us want this 
just simple pathway to happiness, right? Yeah. If someone says, "Here's a pathway," you just need to look for someone with initials that you need to look for someone named John, and you go, "Great, this simplifies yeah. this whole nightmare of a of a world." Because you don't want to live in the unknown. You don't want to live in the unknown. It's too scary. Yeah. So, so that's that's what what I see those uh, things are. It's just helping people feel comforted in the chaos. But isn't it weird that two different psychic ladies? Both came up with the initials RM. Yeah. Ryman Mailer. Yeah. No. no that's close. I don't think so. See, he's trying to make a fit. <laughs> I'm laughing too much at myself today, but you know. Mm. So what's the first date with you like? Let's say your initials were RM. And you and I were going to meet up on a, on a hot date on Tinder. We met on Tinder. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? How would that unfold? I don't know. I think I'd invite you to a bookstore. What? That sounds so boring. No, we could talk about books we like and titles are disgusting. Titles? What about audiobooks? I listen to audiobooks. I don't need to go to that store. We could talk about audiobooks and go find the... What is our date going to be like to get all the girls excited and lubed up for your big show on November 1st? (laughs) You know what I mean? Jesus. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I, I have very like... uh, my intellectual interest, interest like museums and things like that. Oh my god! So we're going to a museum, you say? We could go to a museum. Which one? This is fantastic. Well, I don't know enough in LA, so maybe like Getty or something because I haven't been to that. Uh, I haven't been to LACMA. I haven't been to any. Oh in my LA, god! Actually. I can't believe this. Sounds like a great date. Yeah. So those are the those are the sort of places <gasps> that I'd like to. Oh, go. I heard the Museum of Jurassic Technology is really great. Oh, that'd have be you sweet. been there? Well, Aristotle cannot vouch for it, but I have a good feeling about it. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our first That's day. Our first day. I gotta change my na- name to Roger. Roger Ma- Moore. Roger Moore. <gasps> Roger Moore. That's I who it is. I can't believe it. Um, wow. Oh, you missed Solve that. <laughs> Wrong generation. Did he die? Yeah. Is he alive? Is Roger Moore alive? I think he- no, he must be dead, right? I feel like if you're at a point where you're wondering or Jesus questioning God. if somebody is dead, they may as well be dead because yeah, you right. don't That's know. Fair enough. Isn't it crazy when they say, hey, this person just died? And you're like, well, they haven't been mentioned for 20 years. Like, yeah. so they were kind of already gone. I can't believe you don't like movies, though. Uh,. Yeah, I find them difficult to sit through. What do you? What would you rather be sitting through? A bookstore? A uh, musical. Um, oh, you like musicals? Yeah, I'm big on musicals. Did you see Hamilton? No, I haven't seen Hamilton. Too good for Hamilton? No, I just couldn't get tickets. I was in New York and I ended up seeing Matilda. How was Matilda? I loved it. I cry at every musical. You yeah. do? Yeah, I cry a lot. Huh. I cry at commercials if they're really, you know, done well with the music coming in and... You know, hey, these children are in need and music and, psh, and then I cry. Oh, my. I actually, uh, I mean, something to do with children in need, but uh, mm. I was taking a bath, mm-hmm. stifled the visual. That's very rude. You're just my friend. I'm not dating for a year, okay? <laughs> Relax. You've already seen me naked in my short film or My whatever. name is Ronald oh, Mailman, Mail- and I am ready to <laughs> date you. Ready to in the bathtub. Um, but I was in the bathtub. I also heard it's a sign of like being on the spectrum if you f- feel the need to tell somebody where you were when you had a thought. And I'm constantly just telling people like I was walking Listen, on the street. I, I worked in uh, autism was, therapy for four years. You and did? I don't, I, don't, I don't think you're on the spectrum. Wait, why did you do that? Because while I was studying at uni, you could be a behavioral therapist and work with kids with autism from about two years old to about Is that why you like old. me so much? Oh, yeah, because I think you're a case. No. Okay. No, that's. I, well, do you think you're on the spectrum? No, but you don't either, and you did the research. Yeah, I didn't think you were on the spectrum. Well, I was in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and uh, I I actually had the idea. I was like just thinking about about my mom dying, and I thought, mm. oh, my God. I'm just gonna, and I started crying because I thought the idea of her dying, mm. just like 
it broke my heart and I actually yeah, felt what it would feel like. If, and I thought, oh my God, and that day will come. I mean, I could die before Isn't her. Isn't this why you're a good actor though? Am I? Yeah, because you no. can connect with those emotions and really, I think you're, I think you're a good actor. Oh, that's very sweet. I think I feel I can only act like myself. Like I can't, but that, so this is, the, I can't do an this accent. This is something I've sp- I spoke to uh, an acting teacher about. And it's like, it's not about becoming another person. It's about if I were that person, how right. would I be? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, look, I can do a silly voice. And that's impersonations. Yeah. Acting is because he, he was saying he had to be like a, he's like a city boy and he had to be what, a what, farmer at one point in a TV show. And he said, he could have gone for the crass. Oh well, I'm a farmer, and look at me with my hat and my, yeah. you know, you know that's that sort of thing. And he's like, well, no. If if I were a farmer, how would I act? What would interest me? How would I hold things? How would I move around things? And so I think you have that ability just to so connected with yourself that you, when you put yourself in a situation or a, 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 some context or a scene or in a relationship, that you're able to tap into what that experience would be. Are you still making up for that moment where I got defensive about the face stuff? No, you, I don't you, care you don't, about that. You don't need to keep uh, complimenting me so hardcore. It's, I love well, that. Was, that no, I that love face your... stuff was a compliment as well, but you interpreted it wrong. I know. I know. So See, that, that's about do- me. I've but, been doing uh, nothing about compliments. I know, and I feel it, and I love it, and I'm internalizing <laughs> all of it. And uh, Rami Malik. Rami Malik is that? He's on that show, Mr. Robot. Um. Roger Moore, Rami Malik. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I did that for the first time. Do you go on auditions? Are you, do you consider yourself an actor? You're a comedian, you're a writer, you're a magician. Oh, I mean, I did, I, I did improv for like three years in Melbourne and I did an acting, a year of acting training and, uh, but it's really just for my web sketches and things like that. But that do, I write. You, do you want to go on like auditions to be a series regular on a show? I don't Is that want like to audition. Goal? You don't, but do you, like you don't want to audition? No, I don't like the idea of auditioning. Well... Do you, do you, but do you consider yourself like, is acting part of the whole thing or is yeah, it more just so. writing for yourself? Yeah, I like the skill set. I, I just like being a mixed performing artist. I like going, having singing lessons and learning how to sing and, and, you know, karaoke is one of my favorite things in the world. And like, girls, listen up. Oh yeah. Karaoke is definitely going to yeah. happen. If it's more of a second date thing. With me. Yeah. I think I, it's the second or third day. I, I just want to, I just want to be able to meet a person that I, that, that I, that I could go to Disneyland with mm-hmm. and not feel like, oh my God. What are we going to talk about in this long line? Or yeah. somebody I can take a bath with. Like that means I feel like comfortable and I'm at ease. We can hang. Day one, Disney. Day two, the bath. Almost. I feel like I have been on like first dates where I'm like, let's just do it. Let's take a bubble bath. That's when alcohol's involved and you're like pretty much like on a seventh date in there your you mind. Go. But, but so you, wait, but you don't like one of your life goals, like you have your, we have one man shows, you perform like magic comedy, you write, mm-hmm. but, but part of the, the goal isn't to, become a serious regular on a show or be in movies mm, you don't because no, you, cause you really. don't have a why not you don't have a willingness to audition you don't want to that's what i like doing i like traveling and i like talking so you like traveling and talking and being you mm. and that's what you're doing yeah so okay. if i can just just be a stand-up if i could do a gig every night of the week which is what i try to do then yeah. i'm happy and so if there's a gig, it's like, hey, you get to be a recurring part in the series. And like, okay, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. If that'd they be said nice read for exp- it, do you have to read, you have to read yeah, for it? Yeah, I mean, it. I'm not going to deny auditions. I'm just not going to chase them. That's all. Yeah. Well, I went on a thing the other day going back to your point about like, can you be the person? And I had to get in that mindset uh, where I was like, I was like, I don't know. Because I used to do that where I would audition being like, like, oh, I'm going to just try to read it how I think they want it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. And that was like horrible. Does that set you up for failure? I mean, yeah, I think I've gotten jobs and I have, but like mm. the best thing to do. So I, the other day I went in and I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to like 
read it like I like I speak. Do a good job mm. saying the stuff. So it sounds like a real person speaking, mm. you know, like me speaking. And then that's, and then, uh, you know, and I did it and I was memorized and I walked out of there going like, I did a good job. Like mm. if they like the way I did it, like this is what I can do with it. Yeah, perfect. I made it sound natural, like human beings speaking. Like that's yeah. all. And then I felt good and I didn't want to die uh, afterwards. This is like all I can ask for. As long as I walk out of there being like, I didn't embarrass myself and I did the best I could do. I'm you good. know, so much of this is just what they're looking for and what fits. So yeah. as long as you you feel like you've represented yourself well, you can't really manipulate them into liking you when you don't know the criteria or what they're after. You know, yeah, it's going in. It's the it's but all... people guess though, like with the accent. You know what I mean? Like mm. with it being like, oh, I'm gonna. This person is a southern. I guess I'm doing yeah, this. But then you're rolling oh, the no, dice. No, no. On yeah, that. no way. I'm not gonna do it. Like no, it, it, no could, way. it can work, but it also like you know. I think there's, I've heard stories of like, uh, oh, was it Jake Gyllenhaal talking about like putting on this crazy voice character when uh, all sorts of people like, uh, Eddie Redemain may have had a story like that, but I like watching talk shows and interviews yeah. and, and actors constantly say that they're like, I'm going to try this th- crazy thing yeah. and, and it can f- succeed, but often it just fails because you're, you know, trying to guess, uh, uh, an invisible target. Yeah, there are people I like look up to who I love, and I see like Gary Shandling mm. and stuff. Gary Shandling, Larry, Larry David, Seinfeld, who else? Woody Allen. And mm-hmm. I look at these people, and I go, I can't imagine them ever not just playing themselves. And I yeah. wouldn't want to yeah. because they're that's what they're well, meant they're not to do. Actors, they're yeah. not, and they're not. They're just like they're, you plop. They write their thing or they don't, but you plop them into a thing, and they're just meant to be like themselves, and that's enough, and that's great. And the idea of like them trying to like do anything other would be like ridiculous. And and so I'm not saying I'm I'm that, but I just feel like I look up to those people being like, okay, that's uh, that seems right. I'm that kind of person who can only just be like seeing whatever situation you plop me in if you'll have me, you know. Mm. So do you want to be a talk show host here if you don't want to like? Like you did that in Australia, mm-hmm. is that like ten years from now? Is that what you're going towards? Yeah, like, well, what, I think so. I think there's twenty thirty eight isn't even that old. Oh my god! So ten years from now, like, what would be ideal? Yeah, I think there's some stability with a, with a talk show. I like the idea of a talk show because you can. So I was right. I guessed it. I guessed your astrological sign. And I guessed your dream, your final dream before you die. And I love how you ground. say I guessed your astrological yeah. sign when it was five in, but well, you did. You did. I you did. did. I did it. it. Yeah, do you did. drive? Do you, do you drive a Prius? Do you no. have a car? Yeah. You Honda? Yeah. Really? A Honda. Yeah. I knew it. Mm-hmm. It's causing me a lot of problems, though. I might have to sell it. Fuck that Honda. Yeah. Oh my god, it's <laughs> killing me. The engine blew up like two weeks after buying it. Um. LA issues. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so talk. Yes, I do. I do want to talk show because there's. I like the idea of you know you do a season and then you hit the road and then you do a like. I think there's. The, I think there needs to be a balance of stability and getting out there and travel for me because when I'm on the road too much, I feel I lack that stability. But when I'm too like uh, anchored to one place, then I get restless. So yeah. I just think there needs to be a balance for me. And so a talk show would be. Ideal because you've got enough popularity to just, all right, for the weekend I'm flying to this place. I'm going to do one big show and, you know, I'll do two shows on the weekend or something like that. Um, I feel like, you know, like Jay Leno, I got this great insight into how he operated. He was such a dedicated stand-up. Even when he was doing The Tonight Show five five nights a week, yeah, he would still do three shows a week. Like he was still on 
Thursday, uh, sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do shows. What do you think you're trying to say? I know some, on a quick aside, but it just came to my mind. Are you are you trying to? Is there a message message in your comedy other than just jokes? Is there like a through line of like this is what I'm trying to say and put out into the world? Like this mm. is my this is my statement or what I'm trying to get across? Yeah, I just I mean I I want it to be an authentic um, thought or concept that I communicate, and just people have can do what whatever they want with it. So if people want to come and just laugh then yeah, I've got you covered. But yeah. if you want something a little more, some substance, my perspective on the world, what I've personally learned, well, then you can get that as well. Yeah. So I always like those two layers. I think all perspective is not funny and all funny is not um, substantive enough. Are you searching? Are you not religious, but you said you're a bit spiritual? Mm, kind of no, not, not, not really. Are you into self-improvement? Yeah, I like the idea of just, uh, you know, get, being better to people and, you know, being... Being the best version of yourself, I think, is nice. But were your parents like super religious? Yeah, they're really religious. Catholic or yeah, Christian? Yeah, very Catholic, yeah. So that made you just be like, I don't want to do this? Like, or you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. But Oh, well, when I was 14, I just kind of worked it out. I'm like, none of this is real. Really? Harry Potter is a much better story than Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of, yeah, I used to like be super religious growing up. But then about 14, it just kind of all clicked and went, eh. Yeah. Do you, this, so. do you think there's anything after? Or you just... Well, yeah, because I, just this, the, the logic of the nothingness before we, was, we were born didn't last forever. So there was nothingness, then we were born. So what makes us think that the nothingness after we die would last forever? So all the evidence we have of non-existence is that existence comes after it. Wait. That's all we have. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I barely understand this. So wait, what do you mean? Like what is like... So before we were born, there, there was nothing, right? That was our experience. Well, before you were born, mm. stuff was happening. No. Wait, what do you mean? Our existence, right? Okay. So your existence before you were born yeah. was nothingness, right? Mm-hmm. So there was nothingness. And then there was me. And then there was you. Me in this bag of bones, yep. just like, hey, living my life, doing my podcast, meeting yeah. Aristotle, learning new stuff, trying to be a better person. And, and then, then kerplop. Assu- and then we assume that goes back to nothingness. So then what comes after nothingness? A- another me. Maybe. Yeah. Like that's all we have to go off so far. But is there energy? Does, are there past lives? Are there like, does my... Could be. I mean, this could all just be reoccurring. Like if existence is infinite, then the same thing can have, will, will will happen again and again in various forms. So maybe this exact moment and this exact, li- uh, this exact life has happened before and will continue to happen again and again. Because if time's infinite, then then things will just keep reoccurring. Who said, who said time is infinite? But if it, well, if it is... Well, where did you read that? Why do you think that? Well, that's just a hypothesis. But maybe it's not. Maybe then everything collapses and then there's nothing. You are searching, though. You're reading things. You're searching. You're looking. You have questions. You're trying to find answers. Of course. I appreciate that. That's fantastic. I don't know. I'm just like, listen, we're we're in front of microphones. Other people are listening. All the girls who are lubing themselves up (laughs) come see you November 1st. Yeah, hit me with that philosophical stuff. Mm -mm. (laughs) But also, going back to psychics, there's like a whole theory that like where, uh, and I don't know if this is true, but there's this book called The Holographic Universe where... And this theory that like all time exists all at once, but it's a matter of whether or not like you can tap into that frequency and see. And that's why psychics are, if psychics are real, a real psychic, is, it's not that she's psychic. She can just tune in and see what's happening because all, everything's happening all at once. God, they'd be so noisy. It'd be so no- Yeah, she probably has to like There'd really be so be much control. stuff in there. Yeah. And I just saw the Matrix, so I know it's all true. Oh, yeah. I'm just well, kidding. I don't like know that. what that means. <laughs> that's, that's possible as well. But yeah, that idea of that... Uh, 
what we've what we've got is lots of questions, and then what we will have is more refined questions. I don't think we're going to get. But do you answers. ever feel? Do you ever feel like you're connected to somebody from like a past life or anything? No, I like the idea that we're part of something bigger. Like we're part of a universe, and we're part of all these um, uh, principles, and and we're just trying every day to understand a little bit more. And that process of trying to understand is really enjoyable. But I think what's important to me is that we do it safely and we do it well. And that I think if you start going, listening to someone that says, hey, this is truth. Oh, yeah. And just believing them, that's how you get cults. Oh, yeah. Because why does one person saying, I know in my heart that Jesus is the one, the way, the truth, the life. And then someone says, well, I know in my heart that Muhammad is the way, the truth, the life. Well, I know in my heart that it's actually Krishna. And then we're well, I war. know in my heart. Then everyone knows in their own heart and they just know. And it's just, I just know. And they're condescending to you. And it's like, well, you know what? None of you fucking know. Yeah. And we're all just asking questions. And I think we should just be good to each other along the way. Yeah, I create separation like that, but based on like whether or not people are wearing cool jeans and like white exactly. tennis shoes. Exactly. I mean, but that's where it matters, though. <laughs> yeah, because then I'm like, I want to hang out with those people. Yeah. I don't care what they're thinking about God and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> except in this case, you when we're on this podcast. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't really, I'm not super religious either, but I always feel like, okay, if there is a God, then I'm an extension of God. Like, I'm sure. my own God. I'm not going to have somebody like, I'm not going to like look up. Is to this somebody. the Kanye theory of uh, God? Well, I mean, I feel like if there is a God, I don't mm. know or whatever, and like, mm. uh, you know, then then I am just like, uh, I don't know. This is embarrassing to talk about. Then I'm an extension of God, and I'm I've, I'm fully equipped to with all my thoughts, and my brain, and my mm. uh, ability to make choices and learn how to take control of of the way I think uh, and what I put my attention on and how I react to things or don't react to things. You know, so I'm. Uh, I exist mm. as an avenue for God to have like the Alexi experience. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's like that way, but I would never put anybody on a pedestal being like, I got to give them all my money. This is a person. I'm going to hang my hat on them. I put, I hang my hat on myself. I don't even know yeah. if that's the right phrase, but like I looked to myself going like, all right, how are we going to navigate this fucking weird yeah, world the, today? You're like, the, You're the vessel of your own spiritual exploration. Yeah. And I'm mm. just trying to like, you know, every day I'm just trying to learn how to like, I don't know deal with all the fucking bullshit that's uh mm. without suffering so much i make myself suffer so much i think it's getting better where i'm just like oh my god that person looked at me that way what does it all mean and then but and then do, it gets less do you and embellish less. that uh well it's less and less now i'm just doing that to be hyperbolic uh on this podcast for other people who can be like yeah me too and but, get it but like but when i've experienced that from you i feel like you're somewhat in control of it or do you mm-hmm. let it consume you what do you mean when have you experienced it uh, I think just when we were hung out, sometimes you're like, "Oh, this this guy is, is you know, oh, when I was messaging sc- or something like that." Or- Aristotle? No. Oh, no. I think I was trying to schedule podcasts. Oh, one that time. no, that was like months and months ago because it's so stressful. No, no, not that time. But do, but then do you feel like Thursdays. do you feel like if it's like why is that guy looking at me like that? Or those things that you you kind of just it's just kind of enjoyable and stimulating to you as opposed to it's a actual no. Okay, problem? here's here's a moment. Okay, so. The other day I got the notes back from like the powers that be like a, like a literary person like who read my sloppy, sloppy, art- artistic, all over the place script that I have an understanding of. And mm-hmm. and uh, and I got these notes and they were brutal. And that's fine because but when I was reading them, this is an example of like using meditation or getting the wrangle, wrangling your brain and trying to minimize your internal suffering that, that mm-hmm. I, have, I can have a tendency to put myself through as we, like mm-hmm. we all do. 
I read these notes and as I'm reading this long, these long notes that I, that I asked for and I was happy this person read and he never met me and that's fine. There's no diss to that person if he just happens to be listening to this podcast or whatever. I don't even know him. I don't even know his name, whatever. I've, Fuck yeah. that guy. No, not, not at all. burn in hell. Not at all. I'll say it for you. No, no, I know no, you no, need no, to be and diplomatic. I, that no, guy's no, 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 an no, no, asshole. No, no, stop, 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 stop. And I love, and I love my management, all that stuff. Stop, 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 stop. No, 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 not at all. But getting these faceless notes from, from, uh, from, from, from this person who's mm. like, uh, like a literary fancy person expecting a traditional three act script that I did not write that I, I don't know if I'll ever know how to write, but I really want to make a a movie Mm -hmm. and I'm so scared. And I believe a lot, a big part of it uh, has to do with being a, being a a girl and insecure and not thinking I'm enough and thinking like, Oh, the guys can do that. Or I just have a lot of this, this, uh, an aspect of me that goes, Oh my God, am am I allowed to, can I do this? Like I need validation, validation because I'm just scared and unsure. And I, and, and uh, anyway, so I get these notes and they're brutal and they're telling me all the all the problems with this with the script and things that need to be worked on. And I just thought, well, I'm not meant to make a movie and I'm a I'm a buffoon and Ooh. I suck and I'm an idiot and oh my fucking god, I'm exposed. This is it. This is what I needed. This tells me I am not allowed to make a movie. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm so embarrassed. This script is horrible. And well, there goes that dream. Uh, on to the next thing. I've hope in nothing. I'm not going to make that. But there you go. So that was my initial thought. I was like suicidal. I was like, mm. not really, but I was just like heart sunk, crestfallen, exposed. I'm an idiot. I'm not allowed to make shit. People like my short film, but they're probably idiots. Like, it's not you. Not you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I loved it. I must be the biggest idiot. No. And I went, I'm nothing. I'm never going to amount to anything. I had mm. this high dream of like being a female director and, mm. and, and being an inspiration to other young girls. But I got these notes from this faceless person because... Because there is no name attached to the notes because my manager gave it. Oh, whatever. Uh, and he, my manager said, like, have a thick skin when you read these notes. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then and then within an hour, I got out of it. Like, I burst into tears. I felt really sorry for myself. I was hmm. also PMSing. That was an actual aspect of it. But I got a handle on myself. And an hour later... I was like already like, well, fuck this. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, cool. I'll take the notes. I'll take the notes Hmm. and I'll use the ones I like and I won't use the other ones. And I know who I am and I'm going to make whatever I'm going to make. And it doesn't matter. And I'm going to, but it was interesting how like a long time ago. That would have flowed you. Maybe I would have killed myself a long time ago. Maybe I would have been like glum for a week. But you know, now I get uh, out of it an hour later and I'm like, so like the suffering is being quicker. Like, and I, and I don't go. I'm not going to feel bad because I meditate now or I don't even mm. meditate, but like, I, I'm not going to feel bad. I'm going to stifle it. No, no, no. I live in the feeling, but the turnaround is, is faster. Yeah. I don't even fucking know what my point was. Oh, but like getting hung up on shit. And, yeah. You know, it is. So it's like, it's not uh, like life gets easy. You just get better at dealing with it. Yeah. Because life doesn't stop, you mm. know, and if you're lucky enough to still be alive, like just keeps going, you know, like, uh, but I'm feeling that now, like get, getting into situations where something bad happens and I go. Oh, I've done this one before. Yeah, that's why. Oh, I know this Mm -hmm. one. And so you just recognize those feelings. And I get a lot when I get an email I don't like, especially from like an agent. Oh, my God. I want to write write like a whole email back going, this is fucked. This is unacceptable. And I don't send it. Like I'll write it and then just delete it because I know there's no help. Like there was something that I got knocked back for like a a guest spot on a TV show and I got knocked back in like the last round. And the the reason was like dumb. It was like, oh, we only want people who are new faces. Yeah. Like, well, I've never been on American TV, and so I wanted to like add the dude on Facebook and message him and like, and so I had that feeling. Yeah. 
And you're right, you can't expect yourself to never have those feelings because we're human. And you don't want to. You don't want to be robotic about it. So I had that feeling and I wrote out what I wanted to write and then I just deleted it deleted and that was it. my process. And it took, yeah, it took like an hour. Yeah. And then it's all good. Yeah. Now I'll focus on the other stuff. And you just have to come back to yourself and you go, yeah. all right, well, what are we going to do now? Like, what yeah. are we going to do with this? And like, and then I, and even. That's uh, stuff I, that's what I'm saying. That I, but I really like about you because I noticed that in you, that you just, you, you, you get so much done and you're such a go-getter because I think you've learned to, um, to, to process those things and. Uh, you you have those coping mechanisms that that allow you to get back to that ambition that you have. And I, I find that inspiring. Thank you for saying that because I feel like I do nothing. Like I have this podcast, I do whatever. But I, that's I really the want... feeling. The ambition that gets you to one level doesn't disappear. It keeps you looking upwards oh going, my... oh, well, I need more stuff then. But I swear if you sat down and you wrote a list of your accomplishments over the last few years, you'd be like, all right, yeah. pretty sweet. But also, and, I'm, and I, feel, I, I get that. And I, but the funny thing is a long time ago, I used to be like, uh, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I get this, when I get that. But then now I wanted a podcast on Nerdist so Mm. bad. Mm. Got it. But I'm grateful for it and I'm happy. And then when you get it, you're like, how do I make this a better podcast? How do I get more people? But the thing is, but now what I'm learning is like, I I still feel like I don't do enough and I have a lot of drive, but I am happy during it yeah like i am i'm completely happy i'm a happy person and like and i'm curious and i want to get better on a make stuff part of the reason i want to have a baby at some point in my life and make a movie these are two separate things is because like i'm so after interested in like life experience i want to go ride roller coasters i mean i I will take care of my baby i won't can you make a movie about having a baby um like call call it she's having a he's having a baby (laughs) we'll just (laughs) three men and a little baby we'll just like every step of the because every time a friend of mine gets pregnant there's like a new thing I learn about pregnancy that I never knew before. Yeah. And I'd really like a comprehensive movie about this is everything that happens that you need to know, not just like... I'll make it funny though. I yeah, want to laugh. Yeah, but you're a funny person. You'll, you'll, you'll work it out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the big punchline is the end is you have a baby and it's like... It looks just like you? Yeah, with a beard and everything. No, okay. And it comes out with a hat. What were you going to say? That's a great hat. No, it's just something like that. Like, like it, it comes out, and it's actually just like I don't. Well, I don't know. It's like a script for a, for another movie. It's my dad. And he's so like, you give birth you. to your movie, and it's yeah, it's your. Oh it's yeah, your me dad. making that ba- that movie will be me giving birth to a, a my fa- my a first script, baby. My script, thing. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Here's. A, do you ever think about like? I know we're gonna land this plane. We gotta wrap this fucking shit oh, up. Oh, I don't. I don't want to. This is. Great. I know. I, it feels like we're in like a little bubble. Yeah. And it's like the world doesn't matter, and we just get to like escape the world for a second. And like, hey, can yeah. we just work out some of the shit that's going on out there? Yeah. And then we gotta go and do it. But I feel safe and comfortable here. Why do you think I love coming back to this touchstone this every single week? It's the greatest. This is like one of the most life fulfilling things. Who dropped out, by the way? Did someone drop out that I that I replaced for this week? This I, is great. This is perfect, by the way, because well, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's better. And I actually was like, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that. This is like a lot. Well, we, we've scheduled because we were scheduled for two weeks from now. But this yeah. is better because now this I can hype your uh, hype. Who talks like that? Not me. But yeah, uh, now radical. I can um, well, well, baby, baby, hype, hype. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what the fuck was that? That, that was, was like, your that was your that was what they do on uh, mixtapes. OK, <laughs> so, oh, who dropped out? Um, just somebody, the person. OK, yeah. She had a worm. She had like a an internal worm. Right, right, right. right. Like she had to go to the doctor. Oh, I need to know who this is now. No, you don't know her, but uh, but it was like I think she has a parasite. I think I want a parasite. Is that just like that's a is that a metaphor for a relationship? No. Yeah. Exactly. I I want a parasite. 
Yeah, that's actually nobody. I'm not talking about you. You're great, but uh, we're friends, and I'm not dating for you. But I, but nobody, nobody to me hmm. is interesting to me. The idea of like taking time away from my life. It sounds like such a fucked up asshole thing to say, but I'm like, I'm not interested in anybody. I'm the most interesting thing to me right now. It sounds hmm. like a like a fucked up thing, but. Hmm. Uh, I'm excited to meet somebody at some point that I'm like, where I'm like, wow, they seem really kind and cozy and safe and not douchey and like. Isn't that what I was they... kind of getting at earlier? Just someone who interests me that I think is, yeah, is I, someone I can learn from. That I want. That's why I want a best friend that I can laugh with. And you know, of course, we're going to be having a lot of sex. But I mean, uh, <laughs> but like that, that it's like the priorities are shifting. That oh. should be a funny like d- like dating bio. If you think you're more interested in me, let's go on a date. Oh, if you th- if you think. You're, you're more, more interesting, interesting than me. Than me. Let's, Let's go on go a date. date yeah. Even though I want them to Be love me more. Me. Yeah, sure. But, uh, oh, do you ever have moments? Oh, I was going to say, on the way here, going back to like minimizing suffering or getting out of like mm. little ruts quicker than normal. I was driving here mm. and some guy like got mad at me or something or I was driving and I didn't even do anything wrong. I mean, I really want to explain exactly the nuance of this driving situation, but it's so boring for a podcast, but I'm fucking going to do it anyway. He was trying. <laughs> this is why I love you, Alexi, because you don't let the haters dictate what you're going to do. Haters? Who said anything about haters? Oh, no. <laughs> Are you saying people hate me? I can't believe this. Just the metherical haters in your mind. Those ones, the ones that you're. But those guys are the meanest. <laughs> they are the meanest. <laughs> they're way worse than the villains out there that really exist, yeah. but uh, they're all real to me, actually. But okay, so he was trying to make a left turn, and I, and I was going straight, and he thought I was blocking him from making a left turn. Uh, but he had plenty of room to make the left, but he gave me one of those like mean stare, glaring, shaking oh, yeah, head yeah, things. Yeah. And then I was trying to like gesture to him being like, you have plenty of room. You have plenty of room. And I thought, oh my God, have I just been poisoned? Has this mean guy just poisoned the well and I'm on my way to do my cool podcast no, with Simon? And like resilient. But then I had, to, I got out of that real fast. And then another thing, sometimes I'll be driving. I don't know if you do this because you have that Honda that's on its last legs. But I'll be driving or I'll just be living my life somehow. I have a lot to talk about today. I'm glad mm. you're here to listen to me talk at you. But um, No, I'm glad I'm here to listen to you. Well, sometimes I'll just be in my car and I'll be like, like even pulling out of the meltdown of the, the nerd melt lot or something. And I'll think, what if I just get hit by a car and oh, die yeah, like this? And I go, well. I go, am I going to die like this? That would be ridiculous. All this to end like that? Yeah. No way. Well, this is this why life is absurd. Maybe spend all this energy trying to make things perfect and do things well. It's like, well, it's all, it's not going to end it's pretty anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think about I think about when I fly. Do you get that when you're like in the air? Like, is this it? This is, this is it? it. This could be it. I'm like, yeah. Would I be happy to know that this is it? If I'm about to, no. I always like brace myself. Like, if the plane's going down, I know I'm about to die. Will I at least go? I did all right. I think I did all right, but I still don't want to die, especially if I'm on a trip to go see some guy. I, yeah, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm dating. Die. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't want to die, but at least I can go. Well, listen, you know, I have to at some point, and I, you know, I'm, I've done everything I could, so that gives me a sense of calm. How do you think you might die? Hmm. I actually think I'm gonna. Um, That's a horrible. Die like my grandfather, just, how just do you kind die? of. Well, he's just he got to like auto erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, eighty-seven. <laughs> what a go-getter! He, 80, right? he eighty-seven himself. Is yeah, that like a thing, like sixty-nineing? But it's like finger in the butt. He was 87, <laughs> 87 when he died from auto erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> He didn't need life anymore. He didn't 
lead, need life anymore. Oh mm. man. Hey, let's wrap this up by saying no. like, like, let's wrap this up by talking no, about let's something talk that, forever. Well, we got your cool show. We're all gonna be at all the girls will be super. Are you gonna up. come? Are you gonna of course come I am. I'm gonna be there. You guys, gonna it's gonna be people? crazy. We're gonna be there. The floor will be all slippery for whatever reason. It's gonna be crazy. Um <laughs> here's a here's a real impactful thing that you probably want to go out on a podcast dedicated to you. Who do you think I'm gonna end up with? Who do you think you're gonna end up with? Who do you think I who do you see me with? Actually you see you um pursuing relationships like experiences. So I think you'll be with someone for a few years and then you'll find someone else. I don't think that this idea of being with someone, one person until death is actually fair to the way you think and the way you live. Fair, fair to the world? Well, it's not, just not, not fair, fair to the, to the world. It's not fair to the world. Everyone should, you know, okay. the more people should get, a, get, a, get to get to experience your life. <laughs> What? By the way, you're wrong because I am going to show. Hey, all I of you. phrased it really nicely. I'm going to show all of you. More people get to experience your love. You, 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 you guys, made it dirty. As I evolve, as I evolve, and I continue to do this podcast, but make is that my what you movie. want? You want one man? I've had sex with so many people on airplanes at the in the wasteland dressing room uh, in London at the NME Awards upstairs on carpeted floors that left marks on my legs uh, mm. that are only now just he- healing. Uh, uh, so many boyfriends. So many flings, so many two monthers, two weeks. I've done it all yeah, in I cars. I don't see that in that sense. I see like just longer, longer relationships. I'm just you. saying, I've had a wild life, hmm. and I'm gonna. Show, it's gonna be crazy. I, yeah, and now I'm like evolving, and I'm. Uh, it's, it's, I'm excited. You're gonna find your dude. You're gonna have a kid. You're gonna grow I, all together. Maybe. Does that suit you? Does that is that where you where you want to be? Okay, don't get all like. So zen on me right now, just because we're landing this plane. Plane right. home. I don't. Well, uh, it's hard to. It's you know what. It's hard to predict, but it's. it's who knows what's going to happen? I'm excited about it. You, you know. Yeah, I, this is what I'm saying. It's like I don't think you need to f- force yourself into. What was that stutter all about? Well, I just want to say this delicately because oh, I know, Jesus, you know you'll get like, upset if I. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> caffeinated. <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? I don't think you need to force yourself into any life format. That's the nicest thing you've ever said in your entire life <laughs> in Los Angeles on a podcast on Sunset upstairs at Meltdown Comics. Listen, um, do you feel good about this? Do you regret doing this podcast? I want to do this longer. Hi, let's pray somebody else gets a tapeworm. Yeah. You know, let's, let's another guest. <laughs> I'll see you no, at your show. As I said, yeah, I hope so. I this was uh, I enjoy this this bubble and this being in this bubble with you. Yeah, sometimes it's not so safe in the bubble, I and feel then so safe you know, and... I feel like I feel like it was cathartic is what mm. it was. Did, was I an interesting guest? Can you just, can, we just can, we, can we minimize the insecurity for both of us, please? Let's no, about it's just out of interest. You were great. Let the let mm. the listeners. Uh, Decide. Yeah. They'll tell no, you because you show. asked me if I enjoyed doing the podcast, and then I enjoyed. Did you, you enjoy having me on? I totally enjoyed having you on. Do you, uh, you know? And uh, listen, dress to impress. Mm. We will see you November first mm. at Meltdown, motherfuckers. Pew, pew, pew. Bye. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. Mm.